Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. One thing we have to keep in mind is that, and we talked about it on the show, but at the same time, it comes from two different points. Then all of a sudden, you want to say, oh, what you know I think for me, I don't know if I can speak for everybody else. This is Dead End Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Kenneth Beans. Joining me on the show, we got BZ, uh, <laughs> BZ430. <laughs> I, 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 I forgot. I, I, no, nah, I was I was gonna say something else, but I forgot. I got you. 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 Um, I, I know. I know. I know. You forgot who Beasy was? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's inside, yeah. Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Sheldon J. What's happening, man? How y'all doing? Chilling, bro. How was your Christmas? And, uh, Did I see y'all since Christmas? Nah, I don't uh. think so. Yeah, Bro, I, I forgot Christmas. what you look like at this point. I, I just, I just, I just know you a nigga with the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you forgot about us, bro. You don't even, you don't even come by. Nothing, get no cars, know, no nothing. I know. I got, I got to do better. Twenty twenty one, we coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we hear you. That's Nikki Duce, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing, man? Chilling. Somebody said his feet. So you a nigga with that? Yeah, FIFO might be here. He might not. I know he's been working hard a lot uh past few weeks, so we don't, we don't know if he's going to pop up. He said he was. So we'll FIFO see. now, uh, he, he a, a fan of the show that we let on every now and then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what he is now. <laughs> yeah. Hell, uh, yeah, Manny, uh, Manny's supposed to pop on. I think he, we, I sent him the link for the Zoom. So he, he, he Manny he pop on just to talk about. The, he just want to air his grievance about the Jets. So I'm gonna say, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's what it is. I think that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But all right, uh, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Well, since we talking about the NFL, um, I guess the biggest headline this week, outside of like some of the games, you know. Um, for playoff contention is, you know, what's going on with the Washington football team, with Dwayne Haskins. They, I, this guy got released. The release by the Washington football team, I guess because of the COVID situation where he was out, he got caught out being in the club or whatever. Um, and yeah, they, they said, pack your bags. We'd rather go with the one-legged white man than deal with your black <laughs> ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> what were y'all thinking about that when y'all saw that headline? Bro, I, I want to start this one. The only reason I want to start is because, man, I um, most times, of course, we're all on the show pro-black. You know, we support black people in all aspects, I'm sure. Um, I rooted for this kid hard because nobody expected him to do anything. He was counted out before he even got started. He talked all his big talk like we talked about. I think we talked about that last week. Uh, he was saying he's going to prove people wrong. Man, he, he let the culture down. That's, mm-hmm. There's no other way to put it, man, because mm-hmm. he got – he was handed every opportunity like for success. He was they, they gave it to him on a silver platter. You got the worst division in football. You're on one of the teams that nobody expects anything from. You know what I'm saying? And, and y'all dominating early. You you peak before I'm, I'm not peak, but you're rising before time. All you had to do was come in there and show up. All you had to do was protect the ball and do your job. That's it. He had one job. He had one job. 
and he couldn't he couldn't stay on the straight and narrow. I don't know who in the world made this boy captain because he had no business being one in the first place, but he lost his captaincy um, last week. But he played himself out of a position, and I and I'm thoroughly disappointed. I'm thoroughly disappointed, and I don't blame Washington one bit because that boy had every opportunity to do what he needed to do, and he let everybody down. And that's that's discouraging. I hope people learn from that mistake and can build from it. But that, yeah, that's that sucks, man. Yeah, I hope I hope this situation humbles humbles him. Um, you know, I hope that won't this won't be the last. It shouldn't be. I mean, he's fairly he's very young. I hope this won't be the last we see of, of Haskins. I just hope he just take this experience and learn from it. And uh, you know, like I said, I hope he humbles him. I hope he goes back to the drawing board. I hope he's I hope he looks like at this like, okay, no, I have to work hard, I have to put in the work, I have to put in the time to make sure I can be as successful as I can, even with this coaching staff, with this organization. Try to try to make yourself look good for even the next organization. But it's you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for organizations to take a chance. I'm pretty sure someone's gonna take a chance on them, but you know, the way he acted this out and how immature it was, I just hope him getting cut humbles him. And I hope he can I hope he can bounce back from it. And I mean, whether he will or not, if he if people think he's done, he's a bust, you know, so be it. But I hope this is a situation where he can learn from it. And I'm just wishing the young brother luck. Um <laughs> you did put that in great words though, Shelton. That he he let the culture down because yeah, we we all said it last week. I said it last week. Like he was the main one. Oh man, 15 teams, they they made a mistake on letting me drop this low. And it's like, dude, you're not even putting in the work to try to prove these other teams wrong why they why they let you drop down this far. You know what I'm saying? Right. If anything, that should have gave you more motivation to be even more focused to to have a good season or to do well to try to lead your team to a to a playoff. I mean, hell, look at the NFC East. You can still win. All you had to do was win about six games, bro. You'd been in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Your, your first time starting. So, but yeah, this is unfortunate, man. I just really hope this situation humbles him and I hope this ain't the last we see of, of Brother Hackens. Real quick, I'm gonna let you go, Nick. I'm sorry, but it's not just and I, and I heard you mention earlier about him going out last week to the strip club or wherever he went to. It was bigger than that, man. It, think about the the accumulation of things to get to that point. All the stuff he was mm-hmm. doing, not being a good teammate, to not learning the playbook, not doing what the little things they were asking him to do. Yep. To the yep. many, you know, bringing in family members in the hotel, knowing it was against the rules and. He mm-hmm. violated so many rules and just did so much. It was like, I think we talked about it before. I think some people just self-sabotage because they're afraid of having to climb the mountain to success. He knew he had to do more work. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't understand. And I see some people saying like, I was, you know, it hurt him to be drafted by his own team, town team. And all. I don't care where he was drafted at. That's him. That's his responsibility and the people around him to make sure exactly. that you prepare for that level. That's a job, period. I don't I care agree. how young you are. You are, you a grown man. Getting a grown yep. man paycheck, so you need to do grown man things. I don't, yep. I don't that, that's bull. That's on you. Yeah, that's on you. If you fail, you don't want us not putting in the work. So that's on you. It has nothing to do with the city that you didn't got drafted by or anything like that. If you put in the work, if you got a chip on your shoulder, put in the work. You know what I'm saying? Show them why they, why they should have drafted you a lot earlier. That's just my thing. Like, Put in the work, man. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins is done. Uh, he's done. You say he's done? Yeah, he's done. He's a bust. 
Craig got the he got the Sith Lord uh, hoodie on. He, he, read, he, read like he, he, he ain't holding back. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, I, I mean, I, ho- I, ho- I hope you're wrong, Ken. I mean, in, in, a, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking the same thing. But I, you know, I, I hope I hope you're wrong. Just you know, want the brother at least try to get another chance. He's had multiple chances though, and I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, anybody can put out a PR statement. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And then you turn around and do the same thing. And, um, you know, he he's not like Vic. You're not talented enough to not study the playbook and still go out and succeed. And that only got Vic so far. And everybody know watching this program, if you guys have been a long time watching this program, you guys know I was a big fan of Dwayne Haskins. And I wanted him to to win. But the things that... We've heard from people that were connected to the NFL, that work in the NFL, um, the stories that we heard about him. I, I, I can't support that. He, he's, I think you're right, Shelton, self-sabotaging himself. He didn't take it seriously. He felt like he had this, this privilege. And, and, uh, and there were a lot of people I feel like cradled him. You know, we, we have guys that make mistakes um, because they're just, um, they grew up a certain way. Um, maybe they're bad in decision-making. I'm talking about Jameis Winston. And then you have guys like Haskins. See, Jameis at least got himself together. We can say that. We haven't heard for the last couple of years um, much about Jameis Winston getting in trouble. You know, a lot of people still hold that stuff against him, but the brother's been clean. He went to New Orleans. He played the backup role. He's doing his job, even when Taysom Hill got the start. Then we hear people from Jameis. Nah, he was supporting him and cheering him on and doing what he was supposed to do. Dwayne Haskins has an ego like he achieved. You know, when you look at RG3, you know, RG3 at least had some success. At least he uh, got to the playoffs and, and, and won games. You know, his ego was built off that. Dwayne Haskins ain't done shit in the, in the, in, in the NFL. And, and we didn't get a chance to see the potential even if it was there. So, you know, I, I, he's just, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I know team's going to sign him, but if he don't change his mindset, which I don't think he will, then, you know, he's going to take that eight mil or whatever they owe him. And, um, and I hope he, I hope he does something with it because this time in the NFL is over. I mean, shoot, we went from uh, with, with Dwayne Haskins. I, I'm going from pro brother to no brother. He's out of there. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with him. Hey, you been saving that one, boy. Um, <laughs> he give me one every week. <laughs> he got he had a locked and loaded. I, I'm only I y'all basically said everything, so I'm just here just to say this nigga look like a plum fool now for saying like all these teams done passed up on me, right? And I like you look like a complete jackass. That didn't, that didn't looked, age well, <laughs> not at all. And even in the locker room, or just like look at the organization itself. Someone I think I was listening to ESPN or or listening to some sports podcast, and they broke it down like, look at what Alex Smith has overcome for this team to be in the position that he's in. The nigga almost lost his leg, and he worked his way back. You got a head coach who's fighting cancer, working his way back and still making time to be a part of this football team, and your goofy ass going to be at some club during corona. Masked out, you know what I'm saying? Faceless, uh, without a mask and all that shit. Like, how are you the, the guy who needs the opportunity the most? Because everybody counting you out but you still get multiple opportunities. How do you not see that? That's just, to me, that's just the lack of awareness. And at that point, you ain't, like you said, Kenny ain't done shit. 
So it's not like we have anything to say, like, oh, at least he does this. He he has done nothing. So you, there's no there's no way you can excuse it. So I don't know if I'm going to say he's out the league, but whatever opportunity he gets, this is his last opportunity, if he does get that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. But, yeah, it's it's, it's sad um, to see it happen because I think it creates – Conversations like Booger McFarland's, which I thought was completely asinine. And and I don't think in this situation it it it, it fully applies because and the reason why I say that is because why can't Dwayne Haskins just be a football player in an isolated incident? And I say that because look at all of last year where we spent time talking about all the black quarterbacks that do everything they need to be done. Dwayne Haskins is just a player like a Ryan Leaf and other white players that come in the league and, 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 you know, have that same type of attitude. It it was so Booker McFarlane had to go all the way to Jamarcus Russell to find an example to use, you know, and maybe that was the one that came to his mind because he knew the brother personally or worked with him. But at the same time, I, I, I don't like it because it turned into almost like an attack on on black players. And, and I don't think that that's fair when we have so many other black quarterbacks and black players that are doing the right thing. So just let Dwayne Haskins be, be an idiot, like a multitude of other NFL players that don't get talked about. Correct. And, and, the, and the piggyback off that, Ken, it, it, it that white guy is sitting at home and already down in black kids are saying, you're exactly right. You know, he's, He's the one that's agreeing with that, that notion. That's why shame on Boogie McFarlane for putting that out there like that. He said, like he said, 80% of the league is black. 80% of the league is not making those decisions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of those guys take that personally and they take that, you, you dissing everybody in the league that's working their butts off to get where they are and who's doing what they're supposed to be doing. You taking a small sample size, which it's, it's very small, as far as quarterbacks concerned this year is him and, and putting it on everybody else. And that's just not fair. That's just the most asinine thing to do. You turn it on your own people and saying like, oh, that's why we, you know, and you're saying it, and I'm looking up there at the cast that's on with him. He's saying, and they sitting there looking at him like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you saying this in front of these white people like, like you old Steven dude, like whatever you call the dude off uh, Django. Yeah, you sit up there dogging your own people. I, I couldn't believe him sitting up there saying that. I was like, you look like a fool. And, I, and that, was, that was embarrassing. To me, to me, that showcased that certain, I just feel like this has been happening a lot lately. Like certain TV announcers are getting too comfortable on TV and, mm. and specifically the black ones, but they be trying to act like they have real nigga conversations on air. <laughs> and it's like, nigga, this ain't the time and space to be saying that type of shit. I couldn't have said if you're saying that in a barbershop or in a, you know, in an intimate setting, where it's just you and the people who think like you. But to say that on TV, where millions of people on ESPN at that, where millions of viewers are, I mean, even though they're losing some viewership, they still got millions of eyes watching their programs every single day, every single night, and they absorb all that shit. So this is probably, ESPN is probably the, the most times that some white people see black people in, in their life. So Did y'all have a problem with the message or the messenger? The message. It was the message. message because, because both, that's, 
I don't want to hear that shit from a nigga named Booger. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to get, I ain't trying to be self-righteous with a nigga named Booger. All right? My get daughter the fuck said, out of here with all that shit. I had yeah. no problem. I mean, I ain't never liked Booger like that, but at the same time, like I said, you put that message out there. That's 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 so anti-black. It's, it's, but how is it anti? But how is it like? Okay, I get what y'all are saying, right? I I didn't have a problem with what he said because, like, to me, two things can be right: that there are there are that Haskins is an idiot, which I think we all can agree to to whatever level that we agree on that Haskins is an idiot, that he blew a a a great opportunity to prove himself and to put on for his people. And we can also agree that there are a number of young black athletes that have that mindset. It's not 80%. I think we all know that it's not 80%, right? Like we all know. That's the, that's the general statement he made. What the way he, I agree with you. He could have said it better. He could have articulated it better. And that's the problem, right? Like you get these guys to have these like deep conversations and they're not skilled enough to have these conversations. Like realistically, is Booger McFarland somebody that I want to see having this conversation, like dissecting this issue thoroughly? No. Like you said, Nick, this is a dude named Booger. Like, like this is not Harry Edwards that's having this conversation. It's Booger McFarland. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the problem. I think he could have said it better. I think he could have articulated it better. I think we all agree with that. But it, I think the I, core I, message is still there. I the think. core message. The core message is still misguided, though, Manny. And the point I'm trying to make is that it's not just black players who don't take that that opportunity as seriously as, as need be. So there's there's no way I would sit there and put that message out there to the person who's a casual average fan who's sitting there watching the game who doesn't know any better who'll say, yeah, I, like I, t- I don't know if I mentioned this to y'all before, but you know, me being a K-pop writer, I was told by a Korean, y'all have all the talent in the world, you're just lazy. That's the mentality of a lot of people. Of but black they have that mentality. But they have that mentality anyway. Whether Booger McFarland says it, whether Randy Moss says it, but where, whether whoever. Correct, correct. But you don't want to enhance that by going out there and agreeing with it on air when you have a voice like that. That ain't what you do. I ain't saying that you got to dispel it, but you don't sit out there and encourage. So it then, what should have? So then, what should he have said? Then he should have said, said Wayne Haskins. Yeah. That's what yes. that's what we're talking about. We ain't talking about the, all them athletes. Oh, you can say multiple athletes. You ain't got to hone in and say that's what black athletes do. He didn't say that's what some of them do. He said that's what black athletes do. That was his word. And he that, that's where that. he was wrong. I agree with you. That's where there's, he was wrong. No, yeah, there's no right way to put that. I, there's no. I mean, sure, there's multiple athletes. We we I, we all know some who right. blew opportunities because they didn't take it as seriously as they should have. But there's no way I'm gonna put my people, throw my people under the bus like that. Like he was once an athlete himself. So he should know, you know, I ain't going to throw my people under the bus like that. That, that. that to me just, especially in today's day and age and this time, and mm-hmm. knowing that you got critics out there who just looking for something to jump on, I ain't no way I'm going to put fuel to the fire like that. I wouldn't do it. I would hone in on Haskins, left mm-hmm. it there, and say that this guy is an idiot because he is, and leave it alone. But even, if he had, but even if he had did that, the climate today is now that even if he had said just Haskins, wouldn't have mentioned young African-Americans or however he phrased it, people still would have called him a cool. Oh, you attacking a young black brother for, for, for like, like, here's my thing, right? Like we want these athletes. I think we all agree that we hate these commentators that get on TV and are just bland, vanilla and just spew out the same nonsense that their white counterparts spew out. So we want these dudes in part to be real. But then when they're real, 
then be don't be too real. Don't don't say that part. Say say this, but don't. It's like we, we can't have it both ways. Like you can't say, oh, I want you to say the things that nobody else is saying. We want you to have these tough conversations. But then when you do, and, and whether and this is just book, I'm not even talking about Booker McFarlane. I'm just saying in general. Like we can't say we want them to be real and be authentic on TV and say the shit that makes people uncomfortable. But then, oh, well, nah, you don't say that. Don't say that. Say this. It's like you can't have it both ways. This, this is just this is okay, this is okay. also when keeping the real goes wrong too, Manny. And, yeah. and and that's that's the problem. Like we need to change the messaging. Right. And when we I can, agree with that. When we put this out, when we have that type of conversation about one specific athlete. When we have so many others that are taking it serious, that are doing right, yeah, like Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, all these guys that are taking it serious and winning, Haskins should be just another freaking Manziel that came in the league and just thought he had it all, and and he didn't. So even if I I, I could see people calling Booger a coon for attacking Haskins. But, I mean, we're jumping on him, too. Yeah. And I think that there's enough evidence out there to to give some of these guys some leeway because of the things that Haskins done. People can clearly see that the guy brought all of this on himself. So what I, I would also like to see is somebody to reach out and give the brother some guidance to get him back in the league. Even though I know he's 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 uh, garnering interest and stuff like right. that, but instead of Booger jumping on the guy and every other black and throwing every other black athlete in in the midst with him, why don't he reach out and offer the guy some guidance? Because that's clearly what he need. You know. And to be fair, we don't know if he has done that too. To be fair, we don't. I mean, to be fair, to, to, but, we don't but, know that, right? But like Ken said, I, I don't think that him attacking him would be looked at as misguided at this point. I don't think so. I think that everybody knows what I that think there's a lot of people that see like that. Show. Like I saw somebody I, on Twitter today was like, oh, yeah, Haskins is an idiot. But but Dan, Daniel Snyder's worse. I'm like, yeah, those, I, those, yeah. Are, those are two false equivalents. It's like yeah. it's like you, that's like saying Trump is an evil person. But Saddam Hussein is worse. like what? what? Like that? Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, like, people, those people what? are in the minority. And I would. What does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, I but there's a lot of people that think like that. They, there's a lot of people that have this just like these sordid views that like one is like one is equivalent to the other, and it's just not like you could like two. That's why I said like two things can be accurate. Like mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder could be an idiot, and Dwayne Haskins could be an idiot. Right. And, and people try to make those connections because if you listen to the reports, Snyder was the one that really pushed for him in the organization over the scouts and Gruden and, and, and everything. But like that still doesn't make them the like an equivalence, right? Like that doesn't make like right. Daniel Snyder being a billionaire who's an idiot, Haskins who's a millionaire and a black quarterback who squandered his opportunity the same thing. Like I I just don't understand the correlation there. And like, you're, I, and I, you're I, correct, but there but there is also no truth to the fact that all black athletes are misusing their their absolutely. Stuff. You no, can't I, even say he can't even say most black athletes don't take advantage of that opportunity. So in saying that his narrative was false, period. There's no, you can't say, well, there's, you know, one can be true and the other. There's no truth to that. There's no truth that the majority of, even of athletes don't take I don't think he for, even believes that. I think he believes yeah. that there are some young black athletes that aren't taking advantage of the opportunities that are given to them. The he, problem is, is, and the problem is, is how we worded it. Like, that's where we get in trouble. Like in life, 
you can have the, the the right mindset to say something, but if the words don't come out the same, or the, the words don't come and, out right, and that's it's gonna sound fucked up, right? That's my we issue. All know this. ES, and that's my issue with ESPN right now. I feel like they got a lot of I don't know why, but I feel like a few of those uh sports anchors, they feel like they want to be the black voice to ESPN or say some provocative shit. And I'm that's, like, but that's everybody in all mediums, right? Like that's everybody yeah. in all yeah, mediums. But like, like, hate, but like I hate when I hate when like there's issues in the black community, we go to a rapper. Or we go to a, a football player, like, yeah. and no disrespect. That's not saying that rappers can't speak on issues, or football players, or or an actor can't speak. But if you like, you want to know what's going on in the African American community, why don't you go talk to Harry Edwards? Why don't you go talk to Cordell West? Why don't you go talk to a community organizer or one of these people that are on the ground in these communities and they can tell you what's going on? You just take a token black athlete who. These people are rich. They are far removed from the day-to-day lives that we and you guys on this show live and everybody else in the black community. So, like, it's but just... See, it's, but, but they do that in every medium, though. They do that see, in I can answer medium. that question. I can answer that question. It's because most of the people today don't know who those people are. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of people who don't that's know... The that's the yeah, problem. That's the problem. And Yeah, that's the problem on a whole, but that's why they go to those people. And that's why... To whom much is given, much is expected. And a lot is expected of these athletes. It is, and it should be. They make a lot of money. They should be. But that doesn't make. Standard. But that doesn't make them political figures, right? Like that doesn't. No, not make at them, all. Not that at doesn't all. make not them social justice. And I hate that tone of social justice because now it's 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 coded now. But that doesn't like Michael Jordan is a great basketball player. But I'm not going to Michael Jordan to discuss whether we should get two thousand uh, dollar stimulus checks or six hundred dollars stimulus checks, right? Like, I I don't care what his view is on that. Like, if he agrees right. with my opinion on it, great, more power to him. But if he doesn't, like, why do I care? He's an athlete. Like he's a he's a he's an entitled athlete who makes millions of dollars, billions of dollars. Who mm. he doesn't understand Shelton's life. He doesn't understand Ken's life. Like he's not there. He's just in a like you're in a different tax bracket. You are far removed from the day to day issues that affect real people. So like I, I just but I but I but to Nick's overall point, right? Like you got these these commentators on ESPN. Everybody's everybody's the thing is everybody wants to be Charles Barkley. To say the controversial shit, the shit that that nobody else wants to say, the quote unquote thing, things that nobody wants to say, and they're all just falling flat on their face. That's what it is to me. And, and that's 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 my only thing. But in, in to kind of answer what you said, I don't think he mis misquoted himself. I think he meant what he said. He was saying. I don't that. think so. I mean, I don't he know. Was, I don't know. He was saying it, saying just like you you hear older people say sometimes today. That's what's wrong with y'all, black folk. That's what you, mm-hmm. you black young people do. That's how he was saying it. He was saying it just like that. And I know y'all didn't heard it. I've been told that by certain people. He said he said it like it, he said it like it was the last, like it like the Dwayne Hassan story was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like he was wanting exactly. to say that. And it was like, what he was saying. Now, now I got a reason to say this. I'm gonna call all you niggas out right here now, right now. That's what he did. Exactly. It was it wasn't like oh, some of y'all don't do no, it was all y'all do this and y'all do that. That's that's exactly right. how he was coming across. That's exactly the message I got from his speech. Because he, he said, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it. And like Nick said, he does it because it's something that kind of makes him kind of be on, on the side of, of the Charles Barkley type. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and to me, it was just wasted. It was just it was it was a wasted platform with somebody who blowing smoke, who don't nobody want to hear, hear say. The problem that I had was Randy Moss trying to co-sign. Like, nigga, you the last person that needs really? to be speaking on. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, Moss, Randy Moss, like, oh yeah, yep, I know what you're saying. Like, nigga, shut up. Like, Randy, <laughs> seriously, like, I love you, my my brother. I love you, but come on now, Randy. Who are these? I can argue. Booker said all that shit to stay on Monday Night Football. 
Because <laughs> they, 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 they hearing the manis of the world calling these motherfuckers out. <laughs> and we, I mean, and we, 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 we they put this motherfucker in a goddamn lift. Yeah. They've been trying to get rid of his ass. In a, a crane. <laughs> right. Crazy. Oh, man. No, I mean, look, I do I look for, for all we know, Booger McFarlane is one of these coons. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and call the man out of his name if I don't, I don't, I don't know. Does he really believe this? Probably. Who knows? I don't know that, right? I'm, Maybe I'm a fool. May, I do believe that I think he was trying to artic- articulate a different message. But what you're trying to do and what actually comes out of your mouth is two different things, right? At the end of the day, what you say and what you were trying to say are two different things. I think he was trying to say that, yeah, I think there's a, I think, because I think there is, I've talked to him. There's a lot of black people that feel like Dwayne Haskins is not only playing for Dwayne Haskins, but he's playing for black quarterbacks in general. Really? You are a black quarterback. Not, and it, whether that's fair or not, Whatever, right? But when you are a black quarterback, you come into a fraternity, you already come into a fraternity where you're not wanted. So you're in a situation where you're not only playing for yourself, but you're playing for the rest of you coming from behind, you know, coming up up, up, up under you. So I think there's a lot of people that feel like, here to go this nigga. He ruined it for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was the sentiments that he was trying. He just did a poor job of articulating. Well, I think the thing is, (laughs) we don't need... We need Dwayne Haskins, but we really don't need Dwayne Haskins. No. We got Patrick Mahomes and all these other black quarterbacks that are going to be extremely successful. That's right. going to do the job. And then Dwayne Haskins is just going to be, you know, just another but no. mediocre quarterback that didn't make it. And maybe Justin Fields and uh, that – I don't even know what he is in Clemson, the guy that's a backup now. But uh, Trey Lance. You know, maybe these guys will look at him and learn a lesson from that, and they'll do a better job when, when they come in the league. And maybe not. Here's, 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 here's where I differ from that, though, Ken. I feel like he did set us back. And, and the reason being is uh, Haskins, he was a friends quarterback. The guys that you named, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Mar Jacksons, those guys were a little bit more sure shots. This is a guy who nobody expects. Well, they didn't expect Lamar Jackson. I disagree. Okay. I disagree with that. Yeah, I disagree with that. What part do y'all disagree bro. with? Everybody I, don't, know, no, I don't think Haskins was not a fringe quarterback. Haskins was not Haskins. like they, like well, any other quarterback. He, they were they were split on Haskins, yes, obviously because of like the, the question. The, the problem with the problem with Haskins is it's never been a question of talent with Haskins. Like I think everybody sees the talent is there. Like the dude has talent for days. No, it's no, always sir. been that. Yeah, Yes. Okay. We no, can sir. disagree on what the Shelton. Why was he? Why was, no, he a, why was he a high first round pick? He was supposed to be top based 10. off projections. This guy had one year. They, that was a one year, but he had a that hell of a year. Like a, you can't just discount that. No, this, that was this, the problem. That's broke, what I'm like, saying. So he broke like a bunch of records. He even broke like Drew I think he threw. I think he almost records. threw like sixty touchdowns. Like no, Why do you think nobody wanted to draft him? Nope, nobody wanted to draft that man. No, they were saying nobody. Don't say they were propping up Daniel Jones. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about on Washington. The Washington scouts because he interviewed poorly. Because he interviewed poorly. No, it wasn't just from the interview. Yeah, like people don't understand. People, people don't understand. He didn't have enough tape. So, so if, if a defensive if a defensive lineman if a defensive lineman interviews poorly, people can scoff that up. Oh, he's a defensive lineman. It when a motherfucking quarterback interview. interviews poorly, like that's no. I don't care how much talent you have, like that shit sets you back. Like from everything you hear, okay, no. we're not in those rooms, we're not in those meetings, we're not in those boardrooms and those in the war rooms, right? So right. we don't know what is what is accurate and what is not. From everything you read, and that's all I can go by. From everything that you read right. and you research, 
There has never been a question about doing. Yeah, sure. Some scout may not like his throwing motion or some no, scout no, no, may no, not no, like the, the velocity in which he throws the football. Fine. But the majority, the overarching theme around Haskins has always been it's not a question of talent. It's a question of maturity and yeah. whether he gets it, whatever that it is, whether he gets it. Shelton, but whether he was going to be it. That was the thing. Nobody. What I'm saying, when I say nobody wanted him, nobody wanted him within the franchise. Nobody wanted him but Daniel Slider, and he overruled everybody to bring him there. And the point I'm making is this guy would have fell even further had he not been drafted by Washington. They didn't want him in this slot. They wanted him much further on. They didn't think he was even a first-round pick. But you're making a talent assessment. But you're making a talent assessment as opposed to a character. Like to me, talent and character are two different things. No, I'm things. saying I'm saying either one. That's why I'm saying he set you back. He's not a sure shot. He was never a sure shot to be a success. But, but nobody's a sure shot. Nobody's a sure shot. You sit here telling me that you know Trey Lance is going to be a short shot? What I'm saying is nobody expected this guy to do much. You have people, that, like you said, it was 50% that expected right. him to do okay, 50% that did not. So he had he was a fringe player. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He was one of those people who could go either way. But because he was black and went the wrong way, that's a see, I told you type moment. That's fringe, my point. Fringe is the wrong adjective. I would say he's boomer bust. Like, I, I think, think a lot of people felt like he was more of a boomer bust. Like, mm-hmm. if he hits, he's great. Like, fringe, fr- like, like a Kyle Trask is a fringe, a fringe prospect. Like, or not, a, not, I wouldn't even say him. Like, some, some, some quarterback from, from North Atlanta State that gets picked in the seventh round is a fringe prospect. Like, Dwayne Haskins was a, had boomer bust labels on him. Like, a, a lot of people loved him. A lot of people hated him. A lot of people thought he could be either really great or thought he could struggle. Yeah. Who knows where you fall on? Like, I, I just think that to me, you're trying to, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, I just think your wording of fringe is off for me. No, like, he's not, no, no, I'm saying it right. And like I said, the, the guy played, he didn't even play. How many games did he even play in his college? He started, game? he started a full season. And won a national championship, right? No, nah, he didn't win it. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah. They didn't and win it year. Was that Carson Jones? Like, that was it, uh, Cardell, yeah. A lot of people felt like he should have went back to school. They just felt like Dwayne was too old. Absolutely. He was he was he was he was drafted way ahead of where he was projected to be. So that's my point is that he wasn't there yet. So because he was fringe, and and to me that's fringe, he could like you said, he can go either way. Pretty much the same thing. Boom or bust, whether he'd be ready sooner or later, they felt like by him falling off, there's some people out there who will say, see. That black quarterback that we put in that spot didn't make it. So the next one that comes up that's in the middle on that same teetering, tottering line, this is what they're going to draw from. That's how I, I look at it. I think it's about, I think, which I'm kind of surprised you you disagree with this, but because you know firsthand how that interview went and how he showed up to the interview. And if anything, I'm, I'm sided with Manny. It's, it's the character thing. And him not making, I think they'll point to the character First, as the warning that they had, because his whole tenure in Washington was all about his decision making and character. It wasn't really about the talent because his character, his decision making and not studying the playbook translated to his poor performance on the field. Correct. And and that's what that's that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying, what I was trying to say about that is when I say fringe, it's I'm saying it's him as a whole. And the fact that he let everybody down through his performance, period. And the fact that he didn't do these things. And like you said, the character and all that stuff. I'm saying when it comes to the next player in his position, they'll go against it because of him. 
And I'm talking about the next black player. I mean, who knows? I don't know, man. I think it's, it's too many good black players, quarterbacks out here doing, it, doing the, the work. I think we're talking about the good ones. We're not talking think, about the good ones. I think your point would have been more accurate, like if this was 1997, <laughs> and and and, he, and it's Dwayne Haskins. I think it's. I think the tide. You think the tide is changing? Twenty in 97. I think. I think the tide is changing. Look, are we there yet? No, absolutely not. And I'm not even no. going to sit here and tell you that we're there yet. All I am saying is, I think that you're seeing a league now that is a little bit more rec- like I don't think you see that same aversion to black quarterbacks and black quarterbacks and that style of play being successful, I don't think you see the same in first. Sure. You still have some, you still have some scouts that have those antiquated views. Absolutely. You're never going to change that shit until these, some of these motherfuckers die off. Like, like you're never going to change that. But I think the tide is changing. Are we there now? Are we there yet? So it's fully changed. No. So I agree with you that I think had this happened, you know, 20 years ago, hell, even 10 years ago, I think you you might have a point. You think 2020 is different than 1997 as far as that's concerned? As far as black quarterbacks? (laughs) Yes. 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 Yes, sir. Are you serious? Are you serious? No, sir. You you think, so you think that, let me ask y'all something. Y'all think that the average white American thinks that these cases are individual or these black quarterbacks with success? Not with Booger Park, my father and I are talking. But that's see, yeah. That's but see, point. but you're but you're doing the same thing that Booger McFarlane's doing. You're 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 mm. thinking that every that's white person, every white person looks at a black quarterback and says, "Oh yeah, that that Negro can't play." Like no, like a lot of them. Do. Me, a lot of them do. Yeah, of so course. we have to over. <laughs> but a lot of them do, right? But you're, but again, you're saying you're making you're making the same point. It's like you're using the same strategy to Booger no, McFarlane, no, and you're I'm penciling using, everybody. Like to me, no, Dwayne no, Haskins, no. like. Dwayne Haskins doesn't necessarily affect Justin Fields as as much as Justin Fields affects Dwayne Haskins. Like to me, they're individuals, right? Like to me, if you're if you're if you're an organization, you're going to evaluate Justin Fields on what Justin Fields can do on the football field. I don't think a yeah. scout's going to go look at Justin Fields on Friday and says, "Wow, he didn't miss he missed that throw." Just like his uh, black brother there, so, Dwayne Haskins. Like, so, no, nobody's so going to ask you a question. Nobody's going to think how, like that. How long has? Because I'm not good with, with years. How long has? Um, Lamar Jackson been in the league. Three he's, years? This is his third year. No, how, how, how many quarterbacks were drafted in front of Jam- Lamar Jackson? Three years. Three years. How many quarterbacks were drafted ahead of him? It's about like three. Darnold, Darnold, or Mayfield, Darnold, Allen. Uh, Rosen, and Allen. And in your brain, which one of them can touch that dude on the football field? Well, hey, they, they got the white Vic in Buffalo. Hey. But but let's talk about the other ones. Let's talk about the ones that got drafted here. Do you think that because they're white, they're drafted, or him? They feel like they make the playoffs. But we're not. Come on, bro. You're not besides the point. It's besides the point. No, that's the point. The point I'm making. No, I'm saying. I'm saying the reason why that. I'm saying the the reason why we're different from '97 to now is because the top five quarterbacks in the league right now, four of them are black. And to me, that's just the fact. So it is fact. So so you so if that's the case, then they gonna have to keep looking at niggas because niggas gonna keep coming out and they gonna keep dominating the league. Hey, you want me to get a rundown with the QBs that was taken before Lamar? Yes. Um, Baker Mayfield, Sam Mm -hmm. Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and and that was it. Then he was picked in the thirty-two, picked in the first round. Mm -hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was picked late, and there were quarterbacks picked. Ahead of him, but but see, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is an anomaly. He, that's a whole other case. That was that was based off attitude and what they thought he was going to do, and and that can happen to a white quarterback too. But that didn't happen because he was white. 
Lamar Jackson was picked late because he was black and they tried to change his position. So what there were is, there were real critics. I mean, there, there were, were there were there were concerns yeah, about him translating. That boy could play. Come on, Shelton. That boy could play. Your point. Your point. You're not wrong in your assessment that there are people in these organizations that look at black quarterbacks and treat black black quarterbacks differently than white quarterbacks. No one is arguing that you're wrong. But what we're saying is you're trying to make it sound like we're back in 1982 and like a black quarterback can't even see the field. Like that's different. That's what no, we're that's saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm sa- but that's what, what you're making I'm it sound like. There's still a difference. There's still a difference in mindset in the people and the powers that be. You think that these black quarterbacks, you think it's only how many black quarterbacks in the, in the those is like five that lead the league in most rankings. You think it's only five black people that can play quarterback? No. Come on, man. No, but see, but see, this is the problem now with that assessment, right? Because now, mm-hmm. if a black quarterback just sucks because he doesn't have talent, then it's oh, because he's just a black quarterback. No, it's like that's, that's me, what they're no, saying. But but that's not I accurate. Agree. Like to me, yeah. but to, but no, it's not accurate. Are you, you saying it like I'm saying that that's what's true? No, nah, I'm not I saying that that's what's that true. at all. Yeah. I'm saying that that's what they be saying. That's why they get so many shots. Well, Think about some of these guys we've never heard of that that are in the league. Like some of these guys that are playing. Um, somebody got signed. Who is who's the quarterback that's gonna start for the Rams? I don't even know this dude's name, man. You're telling me a black quarterback better than this dude out there? Come on, man. Out there, what I'm saying is it's not the same. You can't say that's, that black quarterbacks I, get the same opportunities as white. They don't. They don't. Well, we're not. We're not really saying that. We're just saying that because of that of what Booger is saying, it's not helping that call either way. Like that's we're, what we're, I all, we're, we're all in agreement that what Booger said is is. Is bad because of multiple reasons, but mostly it's because that's not like what he's saying isn't valid at all based off of where we're at in the league. And also he's just making an over, you know, just like a generalization of what the black, the young black mindset is right now as far as quarterbacks. So I think we can all agree with that and and kind of just move on with it. Um Manny, I'm glad you're here, bro. I feel like you came on here just to talk about one thing since we go wrap up go. NFL with this topic. Hey, your Jets winning now. What is it, two-game win streak? <laughs> winning, but we losing long-term. That's what I. That's how I feel. I mean, it's, it's typical Jets, man. I mean, what, what, you know, it's typical Jets. And 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 you just know, like, if you if, if there was if there was a human being on Earth that had doubts about Trevor Lawrence, don't have doubts now. Because he's going to Jacksonville, so you know he's going to be Peyton Manning. Like, you just know. He didn't go to the Jets, so you know he's going to be Peyton Manning. Had he gone to the Jets, Trevor Lawrence would have been that one lock, that one guarantee that would have busted. He would have been that one can't-miss prospect that would have been a bust. Like, like it's, Sam it's just, Pretty much. No, my question is to you, Manny, is it losing the first overall pick like that heartbreaking? It's it's because not, it's I don't not, think I was Trevor Lawrence away from doing shit anyway. No, no. The problem, like people, people misinterpret Jets fans' excitement over that. Like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is like that the missing link. Like, that's it. All we do is get Trevor Lawrence, and that's it. No, what Trevor Lawrence did was it made your pick easy, right? Because I think all of us can agree Trevor Lawrence should go number one. Sure, we like other quarterbacks. You may like another quarterback, or you may like a quarterback just as much. But I think from what he's done as a resume. Trevor Lawrence is that guy from every person you read, scouts, coaches, et cetera. They say this guy is like if you were to mold a quarterback prospect in a lab, Trevor Lawrence is the guy that you would come out with. Whether they're right or wrong, time will tell. Having that number one pick, that's the easiest pick to make because everybody in the world, the consensus is Trevor Lawrence, right? 
Now at number two, it puts you in a situation where now you have to make a lot of decisions. In one camp, do you keep Sam Darnold and build around Sam Darnold with the number two pick or trade down and get more assets to build around with Sam Darnold? Or do you draft a quarterback at number two that may not be a number two worthy quarterback and reach there? Or do you trade Sam Darnold, trade down? Like it just, it, it opens you up to multiple, sometimes in life when you have too many choices, it's a problem. Like when you have too many fucking decisions to make, like, some, like sometimes as a franchise, you got to limit the amount of decisions you got to make. Like at number one, the Jets decision was clear. You're at number one, you pick Trevor Lawrence and you just close your eyes and you just go. Now you're in a situation where you could take Zach Wilson, you could take Justin Fields, you could keep Sam Donald and trade back, you could keep Sam Donald and take Penny Sewell. You could do a bunch of different things. Some may say that's that's having that's having options. Some I think that's putting your situation in where you can make when you have multiple choices that you can make, it it, it makes the decision a lot harder and it makes it makes that ability a lot easier to fuck up. In my it, it, here's the question I have. So are you guys out on Sam Donald? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I mean, Joe Douglas is kind of keeping his cars close to the vest. Um, the mm. thing that people have to remember, and I think that that's why people, a lot of the media speculated, Joe Douglas did not draft Sandor. That was Mike McCagney. Mm. So Joe Douglas is coming into this organization. Now, from all reports, he likes Sam Darnold. But you're looking at this from a football and from a business standpoint. From a business standpoint, Sam Darnold is two years away from free agency. So let's say he does blow up. Let's say next year he comes in, balls out. They pick up the fifth-year option. He balls out again. Second year. Now you're in a situation where you got to give potentially Sam Darnold $35, $40 million, right? You've, you've essentially blown the opportunity to build around a young quarterback who's controllable on a rookie deal. So now, you have to, so now you're faced with the option of having to reset your cap. See, if you draft a young quarterback, let's say they draft Fields, right? Now the Jets are in a position with $100 million of cap space. They could splurge on other areas and other needs because you have a young quarterback that's only making whatever, the rookie minimum, whatever, or the, or the, or the minimum at that position, right? But when you keep Sam Darnold, now you have to try to maybe keep him on his fourth year and potentially have to pick up that fifth-year option. It just limits, your, it limits what you could do from a, from, a, from a building your team standpoint. And then as far as that, and then, then you look at it from the football side of things, Sam Donald in three years has been consistently inconsistent. Now, is that a lot on him? Sure. How much of that pie chart do you want to put on him? How much of that pie chart you want to put on the organization? On, organ, on the organization? I would go 60-40. 60-40 the Jets, 40% Sam Donald. Like, he has not responded. Like, part of, part of being a great quarterback is playing great through adversity. Like, sometimes you have to rise above fuck their shit around you to be great like that's what makes those type of guys in that position great but it's also you cannot argue that the jets have done a terrible job of building around this dude like everybody in america knew that adam Gates was a terrible hire and it's all but confirmed it with this performance right like they're two and 14 they really should have gone zero and 16 really if we think about it like so like they've done that he has no weapons around him he has no weapons. Yeah, Denzel Mills may be a player. He has a couple nice little pieces, but he has no weapons. Like, Drew Locke in Denver has more weapons than, than Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. Like, Cortland Sutton, Judy, Hamler, like, the tight end, no offense. Like, Drew Locke has way more weapons than Sam Darnold has ever had. So, part of it is Sam Darnold. Part of it is the Jets organization. So, I think that's what makes this decision and what I think makes people, you know, comment and say, yo, Maybe the Jets might be done with Sandra. Plus, it's it's a bad look as a quarterback that your team is two and thirteen, two and fourteen, and then what 
what can you say about retaining your job? Like, can you really make a credible argument that you should still be the franchise quarterback? Where are you at with uh, – I have, I have two questions. Where are you at with Sam Darnold? I'm split, man. I mean, mm. I, I'm split because I do feel like I still think the kid can be good if in mm-hmm. the right situation. Now, what is good? Like, can he be an Alex Smith type in the right situation with the right pieces around him? Can he be successful? Yes. Is that a franchise quarterback? Not really. Depends on what you view a franchise quarterback to be. Can you win with Sam Darnold? I still think you can win with Sam Darnold. Is it going to happen on as my daughter as my daughter pokes her head in as <laughs> as um, you know? Can he be a, a productive winning quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely. You know, but you can't argue with the results, right? Like the, the point is, the dude has been consistently inconsistent for the last three years. They have not won. If anything, every year they've gotten progressively worse. And his stats have gotten worse. Can so, he basically ain't say shit in that whole thing? Hold, hold on, I got a second question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giving, giving, I'm giving damn it. thing, man. I'm listening to you and like, bro. Nah, hold on, let, let me, let me, no, you wait, let me, the nigga. hold on, Nick, let me, right. let me, you let me ask him, ask him right, gun, gun to my head right now, gun to my head right now, gun to my head right now on December 29th. Am I done with Sam Darnold? Yes. Could I be convinced to keep Sam Darnold and build around Sam Darnold? Yes. Right now, today. So uh, this that's day, this, to your head. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, it is. This, this, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is why I need to ask the, se- the second question. Could he be a, a real coach? Because you said, we all know Adam Gates is, is bad. We also knew that Freddie Kitchens was bad. But look at what a coaching change. Absolutely. In Cleveland. So do you also think that he could be a coaching change away from at least being able to win games? Yes, I do. I do believe that. I do believe that. But the problem with that is, again, from the business side of things, now you're in a situation when he's in his fourth year. If you notice, these organizations like having a young quarterback on a rookie deal because it allows them to build up the team, not have to spend 40% of your cap on a quarterback, and then that limits what you can do you know, from a flexibility perspective, right? So I do think that's, that's something that you have to consider. Like, damn, like this dude, let's say this dude does blow up on his fourth year. Now you're in a situation where you only have two years to do that as opposed to what, four or five years yeah. had, had they done things the right way at the beginning. So I think that's something that does go a long way in that. Now, look, is Zach Wilson a better prospect than Sam Darnold? I don't know. Is Justin Fields a better prospect than Sam Darnold? I don't know. So it's hard to answer that question. See, Trevor Lawrence, I can, I can comfortably say that I think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. That's what made that decision easy. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, not having that number one pick, it made that decision much harder. Yeah. I would think, I wouldn't think that would be an issue for the Jets because you said they have so many other holes. Like, I would think, like, shit, Ken, we do our Madden League. You only got one motherfucker on your draft board? No. You got plenty of other people on the draft board if you got a team that, that, that has a lot of holes. So to but, me, it's but just every, like, but a lot of teams that are picking in the top of the draft have holes. Like a lot of teams, like, but if you're the Jets, like everybody says, oh, the Jets have a lot of holes. But yes, like, like we need a, we need a, we need an interior offensive lineman. You're not going to pick an interior offensive lineman with the number one pick, right? Like, no, you're going to pick a quarterback. Like, so just because you have a lot of holes doesn't mean that you reach in the draft to, 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 you know what I'm saying? To fill those holes. No one said that you had to use the pick. You could trade it. I think you have a lot of holes that I, I would think if, if you don't get Trevor Lawrence, you should go in plan B. And I'd rather trade down to get more picks or and down I'm, for and later. I'm, and and I'm then like, move on, move on from and there. And I'm like that. I'm like that. I'm like that. See, to me, I, somebody, somebody shot me a mock draft 
where they had San Francisco trading up all the way to number two to get Zach Wilson from BYU and the Jets going down to 16 and they get a shitload of picks. The problem with that is, is that too steep of a, uh, is that too steep of a drop down where you're like, damn, going from two to 15. That's a, that's a huge drop. But you better get like, drop. you better get like two or three second round picks. If, you, if you're going to drop down and, that far. And in that, and in that mock draft, they, they had the Jets getting San Francisco's one this year two this year, plus a one next year, and a two next year, to go along with all the other picks that they have already. That might be a smart move when we look at the Raiders and what the Dolphins have done. Look at how it's panning out for them. Those, both of those organizations are in way better situations than we both, that anybody really thought that they would be in, I, especially the Raiders. Everybody questioned the Khalil Mack thing. Um, the Dolphins, you know, like they got rid of their best, arguably the best safety in the league now, and also, um, you know, a, a pretty decent starting left or right tackle. Uh, but with that being said, you know, Nick, I, I, I slightly disagree uh, or whoever said um, about taking an interior alignment with number two. Um, at the end of the day, you have a competent quarterback at the moment. Am I saying he's a superstar or franchise guy? I'm not saying that. But at the same time, have we really seen the best of him? No, we haven't. He, he, he doesn't have any protection. He doesn't have any weapons and he doesn't have a defense to bail him out either. Uh, with that being said, I would definitely take Panay Suo with the number two pick. Definitely, 100%. Because regardless if it's Sam Darnold or Justin Field, whoever the hell else a year or two from now, they're going to need uh, somebody to protect their blind side. So, so you got to look at these things as investments. And that's why I always say a lot of sports is checkers and chess. Because sometimes you got to make moves for the right now. But sometimes you got to make moves that set up your organization for long-term success. And getting a left tackle, an interior lineman at number two that you know is going to be one of the best in the league, you got to make that move. The only, issue with, the only issue with Penny Sewell is they already got um, – they already got um, – yeah, I'm forgetting put, his name. Put one of them at right tackle. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that's put, not that's not a deal breaker. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm actually open to the trade down because to me, I'm open to the trade down if one of the quarterbacks is still there where you're trading down to. Because like I I I broached this to a Jets fan chat that I'm in. I'm like, if you could trade that, if you take that that San Francisco offer and you trade down to 16, and Trey Lance is still there, I take Trey Lance at 16. Mm. And remember right. the Jets and the Jets still have another number one pick. They have Seattle's pick for Jamal Adams. Mm. So you still got some versatility there where you could take Trey Lance at 16 and then you could do something else at 27, 28, whatever the hell the Seattle pick falls. Depending Trey on Lance could, be, could still be there because there's not that many. I think we're getting to that point where there's not that many quarterback uh, teams that need quarterbacks like right now. True. But somebody so could take a fly, but somebody could take a flyer on Trey Lance and like that. Yeah, somebody will take that, a flyer on Trey yeah. Lance. 100. So who does San Francisco take with the number two pick in that scenario? I think they a quarterback. A quarterback. Yeah, they take a. If, they're they tra- if you don't, you don't, you don't trade up for an offensive lineman or a defensive. Line. You trade no, up for what? a quarterback. So, yeah, so, so they Justin would, Fields. Justin Fields and San Fran will be lovely. Or Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. That, that guy BYU. At BYU that came out of nowhere. It's, it's, it's going to be hard for him to jump Justin Fields though to two. Oh, it depends. It, it, it depends. Justin needs to win. He need to win this Georgia game. Justin, I mean, who, who do they face? Who do they face? They face. Justin Fields, I'm Justin Fields has struggled this year, man. I think Uh-oh. a lot of there's no. a there's been a lot of uh, and this ain't we got a book on the team, specifically on the field, not his skin color or anything else. No, <laughs> there are some there are some 
they, yeah, no pun intended. There are some question marks as far as, as, as far as Justin Fields and his progress, you know, going through his progressions, technical schematic question marks about him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of people that love Zach Wilson. I've never seen Zach Wilson play. Like I, I can't sit here and tell you that I watched BYU versus Colorado state. The kid looks good. I saw the bowl game against UCF, a legitimate team. Nobody's making UCF out to be Florida, you know, the 1999 Florida state team, but still a legitimate, decent team. He balled out. He had five touchdowns through for 300. Like he, how much does that mean? How much, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? I don't know. But I think that if they're trading up, they're trading up for Zach Fields or, or Zach Wilson. Who that quarterback is today on December 29th, nobody knows. 100%. I think, I think the uphill battle that Justin Fields faces, you know, because you got you got to question guys, right? Like, like you know, you got to break them down. And then sometimes, depending on the physical stature and the physical measurables, you build them back up and mm-hmm. you talk yourself into certain players. And I think Justin Fields is going to be one of those guys. But when you look at the this season, also – he was behind, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jake Fromm. And, and, and Jake Fromm bounced. Yeah. He could get playing time. And then now Jake Fromm is, is, is the second or third string quarterback in the NFL. Um, and, and, and in addition to that, you see how Justin Field has struggled this season. I, I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not saying that. Huh. But I, I, I think that you have to question it. And I think There's that. Two concerns with him. There's two yes. concerns with him. Well, 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 yeah, there's this. Well, with two, when he was healthy, with two, we knew what he was like, like, there was no question, but there were still people that had had question marks about a is he a guy that's a product of all that that Alabama system as far as just having so much talent around him and the quarterback question mark, right? Going through his progression, reading defenses, making making adjustments at the line. Like those are those are the biggest question marks with Tua that I think to this day he still has some of. I think okay. that that's what you're seeing. Are in those field. your questions? Or is nope. that what the what the consensus was saying? Because all I know from, from what I've heard about Tua is the fact that he was always super calm in the pocket and he could go through his progressions. And we're seeing that in the, in the NFL. And we didn't – like here's the thing. How many quarterbacks prior to Tua – were successful in the NFL, not many, right? And they all had talent around. Them. They mm-hmm. all had. Who who who's the quarterback when 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 uh, um Julio Jones was there? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know either. Then it, it didn't matter. He had Julio. He it, it, come on. At the end of the day, Tua is the first legit quarterback that left from Alabama. Obviously, it ain't doing shit. That. Oh, first of all, Willie Joe Namath. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever disrespect a guy like that. Now, come on now. Come on, come now. on, man. Willie name baby. Bro, you talking about before I was born. And, I, and I'm old now. I you gotta preface, old. But you got to preface that, man. You know what I mean? You can't say two is the first legitimate quarterback. You know, they, they have In Joe the Namath. modern era. In the modern era. Okay. I'm a all modern right. guy. All right. Okay? all right, all right, all right. I got you. <laughs> no, I mean... I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. What'd you say, people? I just wanted to hear that interjection that Ken had. Oh no! Nah, I'll I, I'll I'll say it. Everybody quiet. Tua ain't doing shit. In the NFL. <laughs> Ken couldn't wait to say that. Shit. I, had, I had durability concerns. With Tua, I had durability concerns with Tua. Tua, like Tua, has some durability concerns, and I think that's still accurate. Like the dude had a serious hip injury. He's been hurt a lot. Like now, he hasn't been hurt this year, but he's had some issue, other issues as far as you know, mastering the offense. I mean, he's still a rookie, so that's he's got time to get better on those things. But I think that Justin Fields does have some quarterback questions attached to him. Now, obviously, he comes in, he gets picked fifth next year, comes in, balls out, all that shit goes out the window, right? So we don't know. We're just we're just talking now. But 
I think the thing that that hurts just, and I'll hand it to you, Nick, is that he was the one talking about, oh, we want to play. Let let us play this year. Push for that shit. Go out and play like shit. I'm just saying, man, you you can't you can't do that, and then you play like like trash. You hurt yourself. You would have been did better to just sit your ass down. It's all you. He ain't playing that bad, kid. That's it. Not playing that bad. We got got Sith Lord Ken. In he, the building he, right now. He, 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 he did struggle against Northwestern. Bad, though. He, he, I, I, that, I, mean, I watched this, that game. That game like, against Northwestern damn. was bad. And then the Indiana game. And then the Indiana game, he got outplayed by Michael Penix Jr. He Michael did. Penix Jr. outshined him that entire game. This season is just so off, man. For I was going to say, it's COVID. It's COVID, Eddie. I ain't saying that I don't put no stock into it, but not as much as I would on a normal year. Put it that way, because... Don't nobody look like themselves from week to week. You don't know who playing, whether who you are playing. Some games are being made on the fly. Come on, man. Y'all know this ain't a, a regular year. But still, so, that, that so, does so not should we judge, So should we judge? So should we judge Fields from his 2019, not his 2020? Or should no, we say a combination? Yeah, it's a combination. You have to do it, it's more of a combination. That's what I was mm-hmm. gonna say. You still judge him off his play because he's still playing the games, regardless. Right. You gotta judge right. him off that, but. Still, I, I think that I'll be a little bit more lenient. Not not 100%, but just a little bit more than on a normal year. Yeah, I agree with that. And plus, that team is not as good as they were last year, too, to be fair mm-hmm. to him. Nah, they lost not as good. Yeah, yeah, they lost a ton of talent, yeah. J.K. Dobbins, right. mainly. That was that was yeah. huge. That was huge for him. All right. Uh, let's move on to the NBA, the, 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 the biggest sports topic on this show. Wait, we're not uh, going to talk about the Eagles? Ain't much to talk about the Eagles. You're right. Talk about. There, is a, there ain't much to talk about the Eagles. No, it, it, it ain't because of Jalen. It ain't because of Jalen. You ain't here, so we ain't got to talk a about him. fumbling him. machine. Yeah, he, but, but you, you take away from everything else he's done. Because Still losing. <laughs> oh, but Still before, losing. We, before we transition, um, Go ahead. we got our picks. This is the last week for the picks. I'll um, tally up all the the stats for us uh, next week. Um, but this is the last week of picks. I got three games. These are probably like the most important games because some of these have playoff contention. Uh, the first one is Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I think this is for – no, they, I think Pittsburgh locked up the AFC North. Yeah, so this is now for the, for the wild card spot. Big, big yeah. isn't, it, isn't it crazy that in the AFC, you, it's a possibility we might have a – 10 or 11 and win team, yeah. Miss the playoffs, don't even make the playoffs. But the NFC East might spoo out a seven and nine team to the yeah. playoffs. That's crazy on a yeah, year where they added a seventh team to the playoffs, too. Mm-hmm. Think about that. I know that's what I'm saying. It still, it still might be a possibility that a 10 yeah. win team might miss the playoffs. Still, oh, yeah, you got me. Who, uh, for the what's the games? Cleveland, Pittsburgh, yeah. Uh, Rudolph starting for for the Steelers too. By the way, I was I was gonna leave that out, Manny. Why are you saying something? <laughs> you got you got to help the man. You got to help the man with his information, man. You got to give the man the full info. No, Manny. <laughs> is, hey, hey, that, that actually that actually helps Pittsburgh. For, they fighting for a playoff spot, right? Is yeah. is it like win or go home for both of these teams? Or no, no, no. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is in. They've 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 already locked in the division and they're say, locked I'll into say, the I'll three seed. I believe. I'll say the Brown. They're gonna play like they life depend on it because they they want to get that playoff spot. Yes, I say the Browns as well. I just don't trust my hometown kid, Mason. It depends on well, are those receivers coming back? Because that's partly why they lost last week. They didn't have anybody. 
So if if they do, then I like I like the Browns. Browns all the way. Um, tough running game. Baker looks better without OBJ. Plus, mm. no Big Ben. Uh, I just I don't see the explosiveness um, to continue to put up points. And if the Browns can run, that's the game. Yeah, Browns. Yeah, I'm going with, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Browns too. Yeah, Browns. Yeah. This is the Steelers are going to treat this like a bye week for them since they don't got one next week or the week following. So, all right. Uh, the next game is Washington at Philly. Interesting game. Oh, you talking Philly. about the Wizards? Your 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 fifty your fifty win game Wizards? Oh, my bad. We talking football still? Mm. Yeah, we talking football. Look at you. I already know yeah, where my, you're trying to go. Fifty two wins. Fifty two wins to be exact. I said 50, 50 plus. That's all oh, I said. 50 plus. They, they okay. need to get one. First. They 0 and 4 right now. They need to get all one. Right. First. Hey, I, they got to lose 22. So we, 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 we ain't there yet. <laughs> that 22 phone come before that 50. Yeah. <laughs> What's your pick, nigga? Washington at Philly. I'm going to tell you Washington. Mm. I'm going to tell you Washington. That front seven is, is for real. Chase Young. Chase Young is for real. And and I think Ron Rivera got the pulse of the team. I think kicking all out Dwayne Haskins, even though I don't necessarily agree in how it happened per se, I, I don't think we've ever seen a top 20 pick, a first round pick, just get booted like this, especially out of the quarterback position. But I think that in that locker room, especially if you know a lot of the reports and a lot of things he was doing and saying is true. I think that won uh, Ron Rivera a lot of points, and I think that the or the the team is going to respect them for that. I think they're going to play hard. Um, everything you said is right, Fipo, but I think it comes down to if Alex Smith plays. If Alex Smith plays, then I think uh, I think it's a pick'em game. I would go with the Redskins, but if he doesn't, and I would say the Eagles. Right now, has they have they even announced if Alex Smith is going to play? Nah. Uh, right now, I think it's going to be uh, Taylor Heineke. He was a third string quarterback in Carolina. Yeah. Taylor, so I think he'll be starting. So as of today, it's Taylor Heineke. Then uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going. I'm going with Washington. Mm. Mm. I'm going me, with the Eagles. I'm give me the Eagles. Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Give me. Give me that football team. Chase Young gonna eat Jalen Hurts alive. <laughs> can't, can't, can't say can't say uh Chase Young gonna have more touchdowns than Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last one he ain't watching that man play. <laughs> <laughs> the last game is uh Miami at Buffalo. This is actually a good one. That's a damn good one. Oh, Buffalo. Man. I got Buffalo. 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 I can't go Miami. against they look Miami. Miami. Buffalo's locked up the two seed, I believe. I think they're gonna probably Treated as a as a bye week of sorts. Um, I think they'll play competitive, but I don't, I just think Miami's going to win that game. Mm. They're probably going to end up. Miami's going to end up going with um, Fitz Magic in the third quarter again. Yeah. So they may pull it out. Okay, so let me let me ask you something. So was when uh, Josh Allen got drafted by the Bills, was it with the same coaching staff and everyone, or did he had a different coaching staff since he had been drafted? No, I think he, I think he's. Different coaches. These I guys switch. Yeah. yeah, these. Well, I think his OC is different. I think his OC is different, but I think that um, McDermott's been there the whole time. He was. Is that who drafted? Yeah, McDermott's. Him? Yeah, McDermott's. No, I'm just saying the reason why I asked, they need to give props to the, whoever his coaching staff is because yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people didn't think that Josh Allen was going to pan out this way. I did. Nobody did. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm like, we need to kind of, I think people need to kind of give those. No, nah, they have. They're starting to, I think the because, OC is gonna, like, but yeah, he, for them to work he, with him the Brian way he was when he yeah. first got here, when he first got to the league was like, and now we're seeing them now is literally night and day. Like they're, they're the anti-Jets. They did everything right. And the Jets did everything wrong. And that's, that's literally yeah. the difference there. Damn. Stability guys, is key in the NFL, and, and, and the more unstable you are, I don't give a damn how great you are, it, it's too difficult to overcome. You literally got to be, like, one of the top five. I mean, like, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, like, you, you got to be one of those type of guys. And if you're not, there's no way to overcome organizational instability. Like, it's, it's just – it's virtually impossible. In the NBA, it's more possible because it's less moving parts. But in the NFL, no, nah, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, like about, the, the, thing about, the thing about Buffalo is uh, chill out, they, yeah. We're doing they, all right. They, they the Cowboys are gonna win that division. Who's that? The Cowboys are gonna win the AFC. That'd yeah, be crazy, bro. I think, so. I think so too. I got I got a feeling they are too, and I'll be insane. And I would hate it too, because that's Andy Dalton punk ass getting more clout than he should. Yeah. But, uh, Buffalo with Buffalo, uh back on that point real quick. Brandon Bean came from Carolina. He was assistant GM there, and they let him go, which I hated, you know, as a Carolina fan, because I felt like he was a star on the rise. He took Sean McDermott, who was a coaching star, to Buffalo with him. So they have the synergy needed between the head coach and GM. That's what makes that team kind of strong is the chemistry that they have. Uh, Yeah, yeah. and and they're doing their thing, man. They really are. And they're bringing in a lot of old Carolina players so that that when Carolina in the successful days, these guys were instrumental in those teams. And they took that philosophy to Buffalo and it's working. We, it's pan- Sean, we talking about Buffalo right now. We ain't talking about Carolina. I know. Right? <laughs> I'm like, a Buffalo like, fan now. Exactly. It's, 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 it's tied no, in. No, it's no, tied no, into no. the point. They, 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 they travel, don't they, Nick? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, shit, I, I don't like Buffalo. <laughs> so like we local Carolina radio every time we talk. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for your pick. I asked between Miami and Buffalo. I don't know how you end up in Carolina, nigga. <laughs> I want to know how smooth they are, man. Buffalo is amazing. So you going with Buffalo? Yeah. Uh, and what that record look like, Nick? Who? The tally. Oh, I got I got to do the calculations next week. I'll let you know. Last time oh. I checked, I was wanting to know. No, that's no. how you know it's a black show. It's always next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was week. the only one that got that Dallas pick right. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Who you going with, Miami or Buffalo, Ken? Buffalo. Two uh, ain't doing shit, bro. I'm going with Miami. Okay. FIFO, did you pick? Miami needs the game more. So I'm Buffalo. Miami. FIFO, you are the worst Miami. I, you don't ever mention them as far as the team that you like. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I you like don't support none of these niggas. You stay defending Tua, but never picking the games with them. What do you mean? <laughs> I've, I've picked the Dolphins um, this season. It's just that the, the Bills, where they are in their progression, they're just a little further along. Uh, the quarterbacks, they're not on the same... They're, they're not at the same level right now. So, you know, I don't know how much Josh Allen is going to play this week. Uh, but he, but come on, man. Like, if right today you ask me, who would I rather have, Josh Allen or Tua? I'm going to say Josh Allen today. Yeah. So, who would you rather start this game uh, as a Buffalo fan, Fitzmagic or Tua? As a Buffalo fan, Fitzmagic. Because Fitzmagic becomes Fitztragic real quick. Facts. Week 17, Jets, Bills. Never forget. Yeah, I think life. there's some validity there. Mm. When there's pressure on Fitzpatrick, when there's pressure on Fitzpatrick, that's a dangerous thing to have. Yeah, yeah, man. I, but I think that I, I think that for this team and what he's been able to do late in games, coming in like you know, like a baseball closer, 
It's been working for them, though. I don't think they should change it. It's too gimmicky, though. It's so they should be a two-quarterback team. Well, th- th- he should always be ready. Put it that way. Okay. That's a problem. When you're no, using two quarterbacks, you don't got one quarterback. That's the problem. Yeah, you don't have one. And that's what I'm saying at this point. Like, like I just don't think two is ready. I don't. For where the team is. He's behind the team as far as his progression at this point. And that's not to say he's not going to get there. It's just that he's young. And, and like we said, he's coming off injury. So he's not there yet all the way. So to have no a preseason, no OTAs, right. no, no nothing. So, yeah. so, so yeah, his development is a little bit behind. So to have a quarterback like Fitzpatrick who doesn't need to warm up, as in Herbert throws, and he comes as out there Herbert, though. Huh? Herbert had the Herbert same wasn't play. injured. Herbert wasn't injured coming into the into the into the into the NFL. Correct. That and, and then like you said earlier, a major injury to a guy that isn't uh um what's his name, Lamar or anything with running the ball with his legs, but you know, he he he's he's agile. He could he could get out yeah. of harm's way, you know. So there was a lot of questions, and, and I just think that a lot of what happened with the injury, COVID, all of this type of stuff, it just, it doesn't help to it. I'm not saying that it hurts him. Obviously it hurt him as pretty much as outside of the injury as much as anybody else. But, but look, let, let's be honest. Let, 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 let me see. Let me kind of gauge the room. Tua has had moments where you're like, oh, he's the franchise guy. Quick release, not the strongest arm, decisive and has great accuracy he, he where he wants to put the ball he can put the ball and That's we've also seen and, and we've also seen him dodge big hits like like he almost invites it, like whoop, whoop, give him a little juke and then he goes down so to me those are all of the makings of somebody that i would want as my quarterback if i'm a rebuilding franchise like the dolphins because they have not had a legit quarterback since dan marino you understand Dan Marino was drafted the year I was born? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope so, man. But I, I honestly, FIFO, I, I really hope Tua is what we think he's going to be. But I can't say 100%, I'm sure yet. I, 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 need, a whole, I need another season. I need another season. I do he's, yeah. I, I, he looks good, but I need another season. I still have yeah. question marks. I still have question marks about him. I think I need to see a full season. This is his team. This is his offense. Let him go. Either he falls on his face or he doesn't. This, this two-quarterback thing, I don't think it helps. In football, you can't do this shit. You can't do this baseball thing where you bring in a starter and a reliever. That shit don't work. Like, yeah. you know, work, it's, to me, they're lucky. They're lucky it's worked out for them. Yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. Well, that defense has bailed them out a lot. Uh, to yeah. me, what I'm looking for Tua in year two is, does the game look like it slowed down? Because at times he looks sped up, especially early in the game. You can see Tua, he typically – like calms himself into the game, but sometimes he doesn't, you know? So, right. so, so again, I just, I want to see him just settle into the game where again, he has commanded the offense. It's not like, Oh, let's get a move. It's like, whatever you call, like it, it's, it's right. So let's, I agree with y'all. I'm not 100% sold on Tua, but I put it to you like this. Tua got three to five years with the Dolphins. I think yeah. this first hey, you season give is proven enough to give him that that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that room to grow and to have those mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So so mm-hmm. to me, I, I just think that the Dolphins are in a much better position drafting Tua than any other quarterback that they could have drafted um, this season, just based off of where they were. And, and what I'm talking about is the Dolphins. They needed to get the most notable name that they could have because the last one was Dan Marino. That's a problem. Right. And Fitzpatrick this year is the 
when we talk about the, the dual head of quarterbacks, this is the only situation that I think this was able to work in because Fitzpatrick had the right attitude. I mean, how many quarterbacks out there, period, after winning three games would accept being benched? You know what I'm he saying? He didn't accept it. He, he, he didn't he – didn't, he verbally did not accept it, but he moved on with it. So other quarterbacks would have caused a broken locker room. It wouldn't have been so – you know, these guys got along still afterwards. Whereas other, other locker rooms, we know that wouldn't have been able to happen. So in saying that, and he's ready to play when he's called upon. And he accepts going back to his role afterwards, even though he said, you know, he said the right things. Yeah, I want to start. Who, would, who wouldn't say yeah, that? Yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah. But, but he didn't make a fuss about it. He didn't cause, you know, a team dissension about it. Nobody was mad when that happened. So in saying that this is the perfect storm, you got the perfect coach, you got the perfect squad, and you got the perfect two players for this thing to work. And they get along great from what I see, outside looking in. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All right, um, let's move on to the N- NBA. Uh, I don't think we've spoken since the Christmas Day games, so I figured we could just run through those and, and come up with some conversation from that. Um, the first game of, the, of that day was New Orleans at Miami. Did y'all watch that game at all? I didn't. Yep. No, I didn't. I watched I mean, Zion. I, saw highlights. I watched Zion. I was going to ask, does Zion look good still? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Zion, Zion yeah. good. Yeah, Zion looked good. Yeah, he, he, so, he, much, he, so much so much for that body type conversation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's growing. He's doing he's doing he's where he needs to be. And I like this team. I like the makeup. I, I really like Eric Bledsoe being there. Um and the and the other guys around him. So I, I think he's in the perfect place. Yeah, like I, I said, I want to say healthy. I think long. I mean, now, I mean, we questioning now is just you know making sure can Zion stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? Because you remember he, you know, the injury bug he put pinned on himself when he first got in the league. So now it's like I want to see a full fledged season of Zion, hopefully without any setbacks or any injuries uh, this year. But so far, based off that Christmas Day game, you know, yeah, Zion looked like uh, Zion like he was here to stay. He's gonna he's like he's gonna be here for a while. So. You know, as long as he just – if he's slow – I think I told people this, like – like just like Blake Griffin, once he kind of figures it out and, like, and let the game slow down for him a little bit more, I think he'll he, he'd be, he'd be just fine. My, my only thing my only thing with him was rebounding and making sure that he, he rebounds as aggressively as he played. Because last oh, he, year he, he did. did. Oh, yeah. Now he does. Yeah, you can see that explosiveness on rebounds. He just made a move just now in, in the post. Those feet is always – he's always had those feet. That dude got magic feet. And I, I saw the rebound in, the, in that Christmas Day game. I think he had 14 or 15, and he's drawing fouls. He's making free throws. He's doing what he needs he, to do. He's a, he's a monster, man. And I, I, he's, he's, he's a better playmaker than I think people give him credit for, too. Like, his handles, I think he's a better passer than I think people – like, it's not just explosiveness and just that ferocity he plays with. He's, he's, a, he's a very good player, man. And I think a lot of people fixated on the body and 
all that nonsense, man. Can he play? That's the that's the real question. And the dude is proving it. You know, I to me, I like I remember I said before, you know, a little break or whatever that um to me, the Pelicans are the the best balanced team, meaning that all of their players are perfect complementary complementary players to each other. Um, you don't have too many things of one thing. They all like it feels like they all elevate each other. Um, and with that being said, that's the scary thing about Zion is that Zion's getting you 20 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and you don't run plays for him. And he's still not scratching the surface of what he can be. That's the scary part. And that's why, like, you know, when we have these conversations, how good can Zion be? Z- Zion could be one of the best ever. I'm not saying he's going to be. I'm just saying that. He has a pathway set if he works hard, he continues to add to his game, get the skill. I think B made the perfect comparison. When we saw Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin was raw, raw talent, right? Dunking over everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you gave him a point guard. It's like, oh, snap. And then all of a sudden you see, okay, he got a jumper. Oh, damn, he got handles. Oh, damn, he's making passes, right? But obviously Blake Griffin's prime was cut short due to a lot of injuries. And then, at the, you know, he, he just – Blake was explosive, but he wasn't that powerful. Zion is powerful. And when you get older, yeah, you can't jump, but you can still move people. And like I said last year as a rookie, I think he is the biggest bully ball player in the NBA. And to me, what old man game looks like for Zion is Zach Randolph. To me, great players, you always can look at a a player that doesn't have the athletic ability and this, that, and third and compare them to him. And when Zion doesn't have that anymore, Tell me he's not Zach Randolph. Yeah, we, yeah, we, he definitely can mm-hmm. have his old man game into Zach Randolph. And Zach Randolph panned out and have a, had a nice solid career. So Yes, sir. Yeah. Boy, FIFO, the damn conductor of the Zion train. Boy, this nigga been choo-chooing ever since the draft. <laughs> Before the draft. <laughs> get it right. Before the draft. I, I was telling y'all this man was ready for the NBA as a sophomore in high school, bro. That's true. I, I, you know, so, so it's not nothing new. Don't act like I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm acting brand like I'm a brand new guy over here. I've been the same, baby. 24-7 all day, every day. Oh, I like the hat shelter. You got to bring it down a little bit more. That's the first time I see it. Oh, you see it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, shit, FIFO, since you're talking, let's move on to the next game and go to State at Milwaukee. How's the, uh, <laughs> how's the damn uh, chemistry and, and the, 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 the team support going on over there and go to State? Um... They got another win tonight. Um, they got more wins than your than your Wizards. Um, I, I, we ain't talking about them right now. We talking about Golden State. I, I feel you. I feel they're you. Two and two. Yeah. Go, look, man. Like I said, Golden State is gonna. They're gonna look different. Um, it's gonna. It, it, it really comes down to those wings. Uh, and, and I don't know if y'all heard the soundbite that 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 Steph Curry was talking about. You know, playing with IQ and stuff like that. That's essentially what I was saying the week before. Is that these guys got to figure out how to attack. And, and, and get though because there's gonna be shots. Steph isn't gonna shoot thirty times. Steph, Steph is not James Harden. He, he's not a volume scorer in that way. So there's gonna be open shots, and they just have to either make them or attack or do whatever they what they need to do. But the way that Golden State is gonna win in this version is defense first. Those two wings, primarily Uber and Wiggins, got to create deflections. They got to get steals. They got to get easy buckets. They got to get transition. Uh, Pascal, man, like he, he, he looked like a mini Draymond out there. Um, so, so they, and then Wiseman is super young, man. Like they just, it, it's a work in progress. I think that success for them, obviously is not a championship. 
Just get to the playoffs. Like, reestablish a new identity. That's what they need to do first and foremost. But they're going to be fine. FIFO, have you seen Kelly Oubre? Shut up. Now, he, look, man, he, he, he's still trying to figure it out. I'm not, and I never said like he was going to come out here and be a superstar, all star, anything like that. I said, I like the fit for the team. And he, he again, he, he, he got to figure it out. Him and Wiggins. You told me that man was going to average 16 to 20 points a game. Probably closer to 16. I, I know 20 did not come out of my lips. He had 14 tonight. He ain't even shooting 20% from the so field. He's four games in. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Can he average uh, three points a game? No, I think that... He's, that, he's up to five. Mm-mm, I think that um, when I recall that conversation, I don't think people ever said... He, FIFO did say that he's going to have nights where he scored in a single digit. Yep. Uh, no, he said he that never, last week. The first yeah, week yeah. He, he never touted him as his super offensive player in that conversation. But nevertheless, um, I think that, and we, we talked about it, this team got a lot to figure out. Yeah. They don't know each other. They don't know the offense. It looks like Ubre and a lot of the guys are kind of rushing and trying to prove something instead of kind of letting things come to them. And he shot 60% tonight, 6-10 from the field, 14 points. I think that will be more in line once he kind of settled in um, and, and where he could he could be. I think he could actually end up being one of those uh, near a 20-point score because I've seen it in Phoenix and other places. Let's not forget, the, you know, that rookie Wiseman is looking really nice and poised right now. I mean, he's still got to, yeah. you know, it's for, he's thrown out to the wolves. I didn't I, I didn't expect him to be starting on Christmas, you know, Christmas on that Christmas Day game. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, he's thrown out to the wolves, and I think he's handling it very well. I think it's – I didn't know he had a really good pick-and-pop game at his size. He has a really nice pick-and-pop game that he, I was really impressed with. He bossed with size, B. Yeah, he's yeah. Size. I, look, I won't be surprised by year two or three. He's shooting threes consistently. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was impressed by by his pick and pop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and if he, and he had a little aggressive going to the basket. Long as he got that aggressive, I hope he doesn't get too comfortable with the pick and pop. That's good to add Arsenal into your game, but you know, as, as lanky as he is, he can still be some matchup problems down down on the block too, man. So yeah, I, but I like that pick and pop game. He they don't play like that no more, man. Don't expect it. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he got to be Shaq or Will Chamberlain. I'm just saying still have that aggressive. Like, okay, look, I got this six nine guy on me. Let me go ahead and get him in foul trouble. Like, you know. But the pick and pop is just another arsenal to his game that I like. I think that's. I think that's dope. Yo, so I want to call out uh, Weedon Boys in the chat. He talking about FIFA called them glue guys shooting twenty percent. Uh, Shane Battier had he he struggled majorly. And a lot of the Miami Heat playoffs, but he was a glue guy. Uh, so did Mike Miller. Mike Miller, can't, what was that one game he was playing with, like one shoe? But that was the only game he played well in. Glue guys are Rick Fox for the Lakers, mm. for the Kobe Shaq Lakers Ooh, was a glue guy. Well, how much did Rick Fox yeah. average? Glue guys guy, yeah. are not stars. Glue guys are the guys that do all of the little things that the stars either don't like to do or they're just not great at to make sure that the team moves along, deflections, diving for the loose ball, taking on the best perimeter or interior guy on a consistent basis, hitting the clutch shot, not every shot, 
Iggy was a glue guy. Iggy won Finals MVP. Did he even average fifteen points in that in that series? And see, Come I, on, I, man. I agree. Come I on. agree with what you're saying, I, but but. I think you were saying that they were that already. I think that they need to be that, but I don't think that he is that yet. And it's early, so he still has a chance to be that. So I I just hope he embraces that role because he is that type. He is that type. And here's the thing. I'm based off what I've seen in the past. In Phoenix, Kelly Oubre took a major jump. He he just – go watch the game. Ken, how long have we had NBA League Pass now? For the last two, three years. And I've had league pass before that. You can ask B and K. I've always had league pass, bro. Mm-hmm. I watch hella games. I know yeah. what the hell I'm talking about. Kelly Oubre took a major jump with Phoenix. Again, I'm not saying he's an all-star. And and, yeah. and, and, and Shelton, like, and that's that's part of what I'm saying is that they got to figure it out. I'm not saying that they're that. They're, they have to be that for this team to be successful. Because – just naturally, that's what they should be for this team. And I've seen them do it in other locations. If they if they can do that, Golden State will be okay. They'll be oh, yeah. they're just gonna be okay. Again, I didn't say they're gonna be a great team. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be a good team. They'll be an okay team. Six, seven, eight, maybe. And maybe they'll play be in the playing game. Well, they're 38 yeah. wins away. They just need 38 more. Mm-hmm. Get that 40. Hey, hey, speaking of two and two teams, right quick. Hold on, man. I don't think we can hear you. Hey, Nick, ahead, speaking of two and two teams real quick, uh, the Nets are two and two. What do you think about the Nets losing Spencer Dinwiddie and where they're going to go from here? Hold on. Before we, before we get into that, I got to just say this about the Golden State Warriors. FIFO, if your saving grace for them to make the playoffs is defense, they averaging about – they're giving up about 110 a game. So – Unless those blue guys start locking down people. What's the scoring. league average, Nick? I'm just saying for this team. I'm just the, saying. No, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, we we, we, we have one week two fifty yeah, point yeah, blowouts, yeah. bro. Right. No, I'm saying. I'm saying this. They don't. Ha- they don't have enough consistent scoring to match one ten a game, at least. That's what I'm saying. I, so unless look, they we, unless they lock down even more, they got to be a really good Golden team. Golden State right now is is. is uh, you can't judge Golden State right now, man. This is a completely new team, new roster. It's four games in. I think you're going to start seeing the real Golden State for better or for worse. I think 20, 25, 30 games in, I think you could start seeing what this team is. That's half the season by now. That we we got to know something but that's, before that. But, that's, but th- I mean, yeah, you're going to see signs one way or another, but I think that we can't make an, a, an, an actual assertion like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a lottery team. This is going to be a, a, a seventh seed. To 20 games in, 20, 25 games in, that's when you can start seeing like, okay, this is this is the team that is is or not what it's going to be. Um, right now, I mean, they've still got a lot of moving parts. They're still there. I mean, they basically had to overhaul how they played, what, in a span of a couple weeks because of the clay injury. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's a little unfair to judge them. I mean, look, everybody had that team written off at 0-2, and, and they got killed their first two games. Everybody basically had them going 0-72, and, and they're 2-2, two and two, you know. They beat bums. Hey, like, you gotta be who's on your schedule, man. I understand that, but had, they, had they lost to the Pistons. Tonight, had they had they lost to the Pistons tonight, you would have been the first one on here talking about. See, I want to say shit. I would have wait. I want to say shit. Y'all be thinking. Y'all, y'all be thinking. Y'all, y'all think y'all got Nick, me figured out. Y'all don't know Nick, what I'm about to say. We got you saying. figured out, nigga. Nah, I, nah, nah. And you look. And, and y'all lucky my mic was muted uh, for a while there. Um, <laughs> before before we transition out of the Zion talk, uh, what school he went to? 
I got I got I got my Duke my Duke love in there. So I mean, the next, Spartan, the next game has been the Nets and Celtics. Yep. <laughs> we got the Nets in um, Boston. Um shit. My question for y'all, man. Are, are the Nets do are y'all surprised of how well the Nets are playing right like so early? They're two and yep. two. You said how well they're playing? Yes. It's not about record, it's about what your eyes tell you on that court. And what your eyes tell you is you got two ball-dominant guys that are literally willing to share the ball with everybody, not just each other. Yeah. Um, and, and they're more connected than I thought they would be at this mm-hmm. point in time. So they are playing good basketball. Yeah, the record isn't 4-0, but it is what it is. Like, my eyes tell me that they're further along in terms of chemistry than what I thought they would be. I thought that I thought the chemistry aspect of this team was going to be a work in progress all season. And I think they kind of figured that out. Now it's more so about execution. Yep. Yeah, I think I think the time off really helped them with that. I, I I think that them being out as long as they were, they were able to sit down and kind of plot and plan and watch and kind of work that kind of stuff out. So I kind of figured they'd be where they are. And I think they I heard you have to, I mean, I understand that that they had to play a little different, but I, I I I don't know. I just figured that those two would figure it out pretty quickly. Now losing Spencer Dinwiddie, like I said, that's scary to me for that team because. He was a glue guy. Like we talk about glue guys, he was a super glue guy. So losing him is kind of scary. And in that Charlotte game, which I call, by the way, it, it doesn't. It, these are early games. Charlotte played the game of their life, boy. They, 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 they did. Team teams going to play like that against Brooklyn. That, that's how it is when you get mm-hmm. up against good teams like that. Teams are going to elevate a little more when they playing Brooklyn and the Lakers, as they like should. Those yeah, as they should. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. I watched that entire game. The the Hornets played the game of their life. Like right. that was a game of their life. It was. It was. If that, so, if that was a seven game series, it would have been the gentleman's. Like Brooklyn would have just beat them four straight after that. After that. After that win. But the Hornets played a hell of a game. Man. They really did. So, bro, I was shitted all over Charlotte. No, no, I, I, I mean, I, they did. They they played a hell of a game. Like they, they played. Did. Like but I told you, they, they did. Did I not tell you what I said at the beginning of the game before the game? You did. Look, you were, hey, you were hey, like Hornets about to win this game. Hey, I look, but they had to get Lamelo that uh, Lamelo ass out of that game because he almost blew it <laughs> on defense. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he, he was he was starting to show yeah, his liability yeah. on defense in the second half. The yeah. first half, fourth was quarter, was they snatched his ass out of that game. Yeah, he's he no Lonzo. He's no Lonzo yeah. in that regard. He did. They did. Yeah, they had to. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely no Lonzo on the defensive side. He's definitely not Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna take him a minute to get there. He he's he still was the right pick and he's the right piece. I just think that it's gonna take him a little longer to catch up. Can you well, so? but, but 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 shout out to him. look, let's be honest. How many guys do we see in the league that are one the, or play one side of the ball way better than the other? Right? Like so okay, to yeah. me, to me, I am not I'm not I'm not worried about that, right? And then also right. when you look at LaMelo, he looks like he got a baby body out there. You he know, does. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Just like when AD, go back and watch AD the first two, three years he was in the league. He looked like a baby compared to these guys in the league. And he got pushed around. So I'm not saying LaMelo's going to be Lonzo. I'm not even saying LaMelo's going to be even a decent defender. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is if his offensive game continues to improve and he puts on the, the physicality that we've seen Lonzo do, and obviously his, his middle brother, uh, Leangelo as well, so it's obviously in his genes to get mm-hmm. physically bigger. Once right. he does that and his offensive game gets to averaging 22-25 and he's dominating, getting 8, 9, 10, 11 assists, 10, 
you six, seven, re, whatever the hell he does offensively in those numbers, we're going to start not caring about what he does defensively. Ask Steph Curry. Hey, B, do you, yeah. you see uh, FIFO's cape poking out when he was saying all that shit? <laughs> trying to save this man, Melo. How am I saving on, him? Look, Nick. Nick, you know, Nick so Nick. he going to be AD? That's what you were projecting him? He, he's the, he's a baby AD? That? I'm just saying, you say that? look at that? I'm saying, who said that? I'm just saying, I'm asking that? you brought up, you brought up no, 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 no. a reason. I know what as I a, said. As a, as no, no, a, as no, a great, I said. you started you off. You didn't hear what started. I said. So I'm no, asking I'm just you saying. who said that? Because if you got an echo in your headphones, bro, I got some AirPods I can sell you, bro. I'm at, I'm at, I'm at. You know what I'm saying? You back, you back. I need a discount, first of all. I got Second of all, and second of all, why bring up AD? Because you're talking about someone who you see potential talent who could become a great, right? Otherwise, you could have said I bring he, up AD for the level of physicality. You could have, you could have said. Wait, wait, hold on. You, you, you gonna ask or you gonna listen? What you, what go you ahead, gonna go do? Ahead. You can't do both. Go ahead. The reason why I bring up AD is the level of physicality, which goes into my theory of three to five. Part of that three to five is a lot of these guys physically cannot compete. Talent wise, Lamelo can compete. We know he belongs in the NBA, but what I'm saying is physicality. He no, he's gonna get pushed around. We see that. We saw that with greats a la AD. A la Jason T- You see what Jason Tatum look like now? What year is it for Jason Tatum, Nick? I don't know. What year? What, five, six? Four. 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 Six. Four. Get out, get, yeah. get two. Come on, man. He got paid, nigga. I don't know. What, I don't know how. Year three. Three is not five. in year three. What year is he in? He is uh, not in year three. Oh, let me look. Is it three or four? Jalen Brown's in year four. He's in year three. No. He's no in year he's three. three. He's got to be at least year four. Year three. I think three. I'm, I think he's right. Yeah, he's only 22. Year three. Thank you. I know what the hell I'm talking about. It takes yeah, three to five years. It, it, it takes three to five years for basketball players not only to develop their game mentally, but 100% physically. Some guys come into the league. You look at Anthony. Yeah, they're teenagers, man. Exactly. But 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 hold on. Just 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 to juxtapose my position, LeBron James was ready physically year and four, mentally. FIFA. Huh? Year this four. This is fourth year. This is this the start of this year. Four. So twenty 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 one is his fourth year. Even yeah. still, what three to five? Look at him physically now. LeBron was ready day one. Look at uh, Anthony Edwards. He's physically ready day one. He don't look like even James Wiseman looks. Like a baby, even though he big, he looked like a baby. You look at Anthony, Anthony Edwards looked like a grown man. Yeah. Zion looked like a grown Where man. Where is he at? Where is Anthony Edwards at? Minnesota. Minnesota. Has he played at all? Yeah, he's yeah, he been playing. Yeah. He's pretty good. Play, play well. Oh. Play well. It's just Minnesota, that's all. You just have okay. He ain't doing shit. Yeah, he ain't going to be doing shit. Hey, so, about to change it, but back to the Nets for a second, you know, and our job is to to – Give foresight. How do y'all see the next season going? The rest of it, y'all still think that they're a finals team? I, I think it's see more. Oh, yeah. I, I got, I got to see more. I mean, it's four games in, so it's hard to evaluate. Like I said, um, right now, I, I agree with everybody's sentiments on the panel, though. That I think that they have looked way ahead of schedule than I even had them, and I think out of all of us, I was the less bullish on them. Um, but I, they surprised me. They've played well, and KD has looked like he hasn't even. I mean, you couldn't even tell that this dude, like, he's just been on a one-year vacation, it feels like. Like, he ain't even, it don't even look like he had an Achilles tear. Like, he's just been, it's just been flawless. Um, so I've been impressed with how they've meshed together so, so, so fast. Still got to see more. I mean, you know, the schedule's going to get trickier. You know, we got to see, 
you know, I want to see that Nets team when they lose three in a row, you know, when they have a little bit of a scuffle, when they have a little bit of a turmoil in their season, how how Steve Nash is going to handle that. You know what I mean? How that team is going to react to it because everything is good right now. Right. But, you know, how are they going to respond to the rigors of the NBA when the season gets tight? They lose three in a row. They lose four out of five or they lose on a tough back to back. How are they going to respond to that? But if they play like this, they sh- they should at least be an Eastern Conference finalist team for sure. I think it's the East. They, it's, it, they got the East up like it, it's, it's theirs for the taking um, with as much time as they have. And even though I do think the injury to Dinwiddie um, is significant, that gives you more time for Levert. And I think Levert is could be six man of the hey, year. Levert is Levert is in the perfect role, man. Six man. Oh, my God. Yeah, they said. Yeah, they saying that he might may start, though, now. I, I listened to that today. Somebody was saying he started oh, last bad. night, but that's because I wouldn't do that. That's they don't need to. They don't need to start him. He likes to start too much. I wouldn't do it either. But they're they're saying they're talking about adding him to the starting lineup to replace uh, Dinwiddie. Who starts for that team on a regular basis? I thought yes. Joe Harris. Yes. Joe, yeah, I was just about to say that. I thought Joe Harris started. I thought Joe Harris did. Joe too. Harris do start. <laughs> it's it's, Ky- it's Kyrie uh, Dinwiddie, um, Joe Harris, Durant, and DeAndre. Oh, so they got Durant at the four. Right. I didn't know he started at the four. I know he played a lot of four, but I didn't know he started at the four. Yeah. Yeah. So when so they were saying with with Dinwiddie, they were going to replace him maybe with Levert was what they were thinking. But like that punch. Said, you you need him to come off the bench and be the man with the second unit. Yeah. That's his role for that team. Yeah. But who do you start though? Like who who starts now? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who starts. It, to me, in basketball, it's always about who finishes. Like, so Karis LeVert is going to get the finisher minutes. Yeah, he might not start the game, but when the game is in the balance, he's going to be in there with KD, Kyrie, Joe Harris. You know what I'm saying? So so he's going to finish those games. I think that's more important. But um, who who do they re- who do they give Dinwiddie's minutes to? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a big loss for them, man. And that kind of, you know, threw my projections off for this team because prior to that injury, I had them going to the finals. Like, I, I didn't see it, much competition with them based on how Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant were playing. Like, they they looked mid-season form. It was, it was just incredible to watch, and it was really, really fun to watch and uh, how well they all gelled together. So, um, so losing Dinwiddie, I do got to watch what Nash, because Nash got to earn his money now. I got to see what Nash does with this roster now. Uh, before I can make a, I, in order so I can reassess where I have them going. But but while while, while there's a pause, I did look at Anthony Edwards' numbers. Yo, he he, he I haven't watched him play, but the numbers do look good. A lot better than I nah, thought. He, he's up there for rookie of the year. It's him and Wiseman. Look look look. I, I I put it to you like this. I don't I don't think there's another rookie in this draft class that's more physically ready than this guy. And and and, and, and you know I, I saw a lot of people talking about oh you know he's just gonna be Wiggins and this that and the third. Now I think that he has Wiggins athletic ability. I think Wiggins have more hype coming into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference to me. And oftentimes it's hard to judge. Sometimes it's even hard to see. But when you understand a person's pedigree, you kind of understand their mentality. And Anthony Edwards comes from a football family. And he plays like it and he looks like it. And because of that, when you have that physical 
uh, uh, prowess like he has, and you couple that with the mentality that fo- being a football player breeds, even if he he never becomes the best version of himself, he's always going to be a threat. He's always going to take things personal to the point where he's going to try to outdo you. So that's the reason why I, I all year, I've been talking Anthony Edwards coming in. Mm. Hey, he should be the pick. He should go to state to take him. This, that, I've, I've, I've been high on Anthony Edwards and I'm still high on Anthony Edwards because when you watch him play, you see this. He has he's he's a he has a tougher mindset than Cap. Tougher mind. He has the toughest mentality on that squad already. Wow. I can see that for sure. All right. Uh, the next game on uh, Christmas Day was Dallas at Los Angeles Lakers. Them, um, them dudes. Before you go, before you go to that game, we um we got a super chat from Kalen McCoy. Uh, thank you, Kalen. We ain't got a lot of super chats lately. We got to get get back on the super chat chain. And on that game, he asked, "Was uh, is it? I guess it, is it over for Giannis?" if they don't make the finals this year based on how he's lost in the past. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. What do you mean? It's over, it's, it's over for Giannis over? now. He sucks. You talking about his window, like the window closing? I guess I was trying to get him to, to elaborate, but I didn't, he didn't say anything else. Over what, like, what do we mean over? Like, over as yeah. far as, like, his, like... Like, he's never going to win? Like, he's never I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to. I told him to ask that question again. I mean, he's definitely on watch. Giannis is definitely on watch. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's facts. I mean, this is it's beyond watch, though. Yeah, yeah. like come on, man, bro. We we we've been saying this for half a decade. For the last now. three years for the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. So so to me, it's beyond watch. Yeah. I think. Um, and, and you know, like the other day when I seen you, B, we was talking. I was like, look, man, and, and I think I said it on here too. Why doesn't Giannis have a hook shot? Why doesn't Giannis have yeah, a drop step? Yep. Why doesn't right. Giannis have an up and under? He's had plenty like, of off season to work on that. I don't understand it. I, I, I don't remember. Remember, hey y'all, remember when when, 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 I, when I was watching him? Um, I think it was Christmas Day game. I was like, yep, they, Giannis still got the same moves. He still do the same thing. He still same plays thing. on turbo and try to turn. He got like about I think two or three charge charge calls on him because he was doing the same. Same move, turn around, knock dude over away, and just try to lay it up because he's, he's on- Greek Tyrus Thomas. Dude, mm, God that's damn. what he is. He's the Greek, <laughs> wow. bro. Like he's the Greek Stormile Swift. Like, bro, the dude has oh, wow. offensive repertoire. One, so it's frustrating to watch because I yeah. think I think there's talent there. There's, there's obvious yeah, yeah. there's talent there. It is talent. It's just there. like there, there just hasn't been that progression nope. where you say like, damn, this dude in year six, seven, like, damn, this dude is complete. Right. Like, it's not there. It's not so, there. Yeah. So, so let me adjust a little bit of the chat. Because everybody's saying, well, he's only 26 and this, that, and the third. He, I'm he, tired he, of that, man. He, he, here's, here's my issue with Giannis, right? I'm not saying that he is 100% a bum, right? Obviously, when I, if those words do come out of my mouth, I'm trying to be entertaining for y'all, right? But, but, but the reality of the situation is that Giannis has not refined his game. Has Giannis gotten better? Of course. When we look at that super skinny Greek dude that don't nobody even know how to say his name, now right, everybody right, can pretty right. much pronounce it right. because he became a household name. Yes, he has improved. Yes, he's only 26, but he is not going to – a championship isn't what is going to validate him, right? 
as one of the best to do it because you don't have to win championships. Obviously, it cements you, but what happens is for Giannis, it's all about the refinement of the game and not making it him being the reason why you lose or not even getting to the finals. Mm -hmm. It has to be because of everybody else. We saw LeBron take LeBron James take a gang of bums. I'm being entertaining to y'all. A gang of bums to the finals against the damn Warriors and won a game, stole a game because of his greatness. If you put Giannis in that same situation, they get a swept. Giannis don't even make it to the finals. That's the difference. If Giannis doesn't ever make the finals but gets to the Easter Conference Finals several times, puts up crazy numbers, and we're not talking full court game. We're not talking hit a rebound, go 40 yards, and then go yam on. We're not talking that. We're talking about post up, up and under, finger roll on somebody. Uh-uh, shake, no look pass. That's what we're talking about. So As a basketball the, player, that is progression. So, FIFA, is it, I, I guess it's about progression. I was going to ask you, is, is LeBron the measuring stick, though? Because a lot of people can't do that. No, 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 no. I, and, and I'm not saying, it, like, he has to become LeBron or anything like that. I use LeBron because everybody always criticized LeBron. LeBron can't do this. Okay, well, now he could do that. LeBron can't do this. Well, he did that. Like, look, I, I saw, I, I follow this um, um, this account on IG. It's called, like, NBA Memes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they screenshot, or NBA screenshot, something like that. And they screenshot LeBron James' first, like, four or five Eastern Conference Finals appearances. And he was, like, one for five. He averaged 20 points, shot, like, 36% from the field. Imagine if LeBron James' career stopped right there. Like, like you, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's my point is that I'm not saying that LeBron is the measuring stick, but but when you are that talented physically, you have to add skills to maximize what God already gave you. And when I watch Giannis, yeah, he's gotten better, I mean, obviously, but he is not refined. And until he refines certain aspects of his game, it's not good enough to reach the promised land. And you play the game to reach the promised land, right? You don't obviously you play the game for money too. Shit, you can you make the NBA money's a major factor, but at the end of the day, the pride, the ego, and the want to is to play to win the game. And Giannis's game is not championship worthy yet because it should be at this point. And I'm not saying the full he should he should have a complete uh, uh, complement of uh, uh, weapons or, or arsenal at his disposal yet. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he should have five, six, seven, ten moves. But damn, bro, you ain't got two. You ain't got no fadeaway. Look, you ain't got no up and under and no drop step, bro. How? You you swole, you big as hell. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, y'all got to give me at least that. How you ain't got no drop step, how you ain't got no up and under, and how you ain't got no hook shot, bro? You could dominate the post with that. Yep. Yeah, I think the same way that... Yeah. People talk more about Ben Simmons not doing things than they do about Giannis. And Ben Simmons hasn't won two MVPs. So I think the conversation has to happen, you know, because your expectations for Giannis are vastly different than they are for Ben Simmons and other players that haven't refined their game. But Giannis, you won two, five, two MVPs, bro. Like, 
we should be expecting titles from you now. And defensive player of the year. And yeah, yeah. And man. and didn't you're just most improved a six man. Like, didn't he win something else too before he started getting MVPs? I, I most think improved. Was, yeah, most, most improved. So, most improved and two MVPs so, and defensive player of the year in that same season. I see uh in the chat DC is saying he's pretty much I, I'm assuming he's referring to Giannis. He's pretty much KG at this point of his career, and KG had to join the Celtics to get a ring. KG was uber skillful at a yeah. very young age. KG was a very small guy, like 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 especially in them first five six years. Like he didn't really get man weight till like almost year ten. But right. KG was skillful. Yeah, he, man. He could have if he played in this era, he would have been shooting more threes. But KG had range. KG yep. had face-up game. KG had backup game. KG was angry. He played angry all the damn time. Did y'all hear about that story about when Isaiah Ryder was uh, getting buckets on MJ and KG started talking shit? And Isaiah Ryder's like, hey, MJ, he, he, he don't know the rules. And all of a sudden, MJ looked at him and started scoring. And KG had a, like, like, damn, my bad, bro. I didn't even know it was like yeah, that. Yeah. KG I'm was a whole story. different animal. Yep. You, you know what I'm saying? But he was skillful. He... Yes, he had to go to the Celtics to rent a ring, but he didn't have at that point he didn't have to add nothing else to it. And game. that was because Minnesota failed. Exactly. Uh, KG. Yeah. It, it was more an organization. But man, you need to go watch KG in his early days, bro, because that's a bad comparison. <laughs> you know, you know what? <laughs> KG wasn't ready day one or even season one, but by that season two, oh my God. KG was unleashed to the world. I'll say this about Giannis. I do agree with most of what y'all saying. He does need to uh, evolve on his game. Um, but I do, I think the main question was about being done. I think that's more so about title window. Mm-hmm. I do think that if they don't at least get, I'm putting in some the expectations I had on Houston, not saying they're going to blow the team up, but just that if you don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals or even the NBA Finals this season, then it's, I don't see the, the title window being that open. Because LeBron's out the East, and the East has been up for grabs. Literally, Miami just went to the finals last year. So the East is up for fucking grabs. So this is your best opportunity to even just get your appearance in there. Because at least with that, you can you can get some AI respect, you know. Yeah. But now, but now it's just like with KD balling with Kyrie, you know, uh, we don't know what Philly's gonna turn into. We don't know what mm-hmm. uh even Indiana at this point is gonna turn into like. There's still so many, like, you can make an argument for a lot of teams in the East that they can make something happen, mostly because Miami went to the finals last year. So I, I, I just think those are the expectations. I disagree Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, mean, I, 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 I got to pick on this guy. I'm sorry, man. Let me pick on this guy. Sorry. Yeah, I know he wanted DC. to wait for me to talk. DC, bro, look, I'm going to read what you said. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 respond to that. LeBron was in the post for one season under Olajuwon teaching and never went back. He's been the same since he's been in the league, just a better jump shooter. See, this is how I know y'all don't watch basketball the way I watch basketball. Because I'm not talking about every... If you get 20 possessions, right, where where, where your play is called, I'm not saying that 17 of those 20 possessions need to be in the post. I'm not saying that. And and, and and I think if you're not a big man, a la Joel and B, Joker, like the traditional bigs that we still have in the league to a degree, it's about the possessions that you do get in the post and what you do with them. LeBron doesn't dominate the game from the post, but guess what happens when he got a little boy down there? Oh, yeah, we're we going to take advantage of this guy. What happens when we went four minutes without scoring? 
put LeBron in the post, put AD in the post, put him in pick and roll. You got to accentuate what your players do best. And LeBron is not a post-up guy, but he has a post-up game that he can go back to when you need it. Because in the playoffs, the game slows down. I'm not going to always just run pick and roll. I've already used too much energy trying to shut down these dudes that are half my age. I need to go over here, chill on the blocks, move. All right, boom, you set the pick. Let me get the ball here. What y'all want to do? You want to double team? Boom, no, look. It's not about every time. Like, like, let's stop talking in absolutes or extremes. It's not about every possession. It's about the possessions that matter. It, there's certain possessions that either win you or lose you the game, just like in football, just like in basketball. It's not, it, it's not just one or two. It's multiple possessions. And those are the possessions I'm talking about. Giannis is a freaking turnover. You can't trust Giannis to go get you a bucket during a four-minute drought? Hell no. Oh. What are you about to say, um, Manny, that Giannis sucks? <laughs> Greek Tyrus Thomas, baby. Uh, Call them Strowmiles. Strowmiles. Hey, Tyrus Thomas. Now, I'm being disrespectful. Being disrespectful for, for entertainment purposes. Look. I don't think his windows closed. I mean, I just, I didn't, I think we just need to see the progression with this dude, man. Again, it's still the same thing. No, I'm not going to sit here and say the windows closed. People like, no, no, not you. They said that Giannis is better than KG and has done as much as KG already. Man, 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 just mute, mute, mute. Kick him off the chat, man. Get out of here. He's, he doesn't, he's, he's, that man was born in 1999. So he must've started watching basketball in 2010. Um, Listen, you don't even respond to that. That's just, that's just trolling. But anyway, like, I don't think his window's done. Like I, Milwaukee, still as long as Giannis is healthy and is there, and they continue to somewhat still build around him, I still think they have a shot. It. I, I hate this thing that like Giannis fails and it's the Bucks' fault. Like no, it's Giannis. Giannis. It's Giannis. Like I hate this thing where like oh players don't do like like if an, like if a player falls apart or doesn't get to a final or doesn't win a championship it's always the organization's fault. No, how about that player take accountability and how about the media call it like it is? The dude has not gotten better. He's gotten better as far as as a player from what he what he came into the league to what he is now. Yes, but to take for for a guy that's been a two time MVP, one of the handful of guys to ever have done that feat. By the way. For a guy that's that, he's still the same player he was done three years ago. He's not the same. He's not. A, he's not a better player today than he was three years ago. Yes, he's a better player than when he came in the league in 2011. Yes, but yeah, you should be. Like what we're talking about is, I'll put it this way: a game to win for your life. Do you want Giannis with the ball, or do you want Anthony Davis with the ball? Mm. A game for your life. Davis. Your life is on the line. You want Anthony Davis or you want Giannis taking the basket? AD. AD. Uh, I, I don't know, man. What? That's easy. Get out of here, man. Man, Sean, get out of here. He start playing in the fourth quarter to this. Get out of here, man. Stop it. You don't remember Denver? You cap it, man. You don't remember Denver? You think you think Giannis gonna do that? Nah, this you will be a you gonna be one dead ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he, he says it's gonna be dead ass sports for real. <laughs> yeah, I'm bet that, that's easy. I mean, that's like it ain't nothing to think about, Davis. Exactly. Yo. Like, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Giannis isn't that guy that you just say, "Yep, Giannis, give give him the rock, and he's gonna get me home." He's not that guy. But he's but he wants to be in that that conversation. Like when you win two MVPs, when you're a unanimous MVP, MVP and defensive player of the year in the same year, like if you're 
if you if you're in the, if you're in that circle, then that's the the type of expectation that people are going to put onto you. Like you got to do those things, and he has not proven that he could do that at a consistent high level. Everybody's saying, "Oh, he needs to develop a jump shot. He needs to shoot threes. I don't even think he needs to shoot threes. No. Like FIFO said, a hook shot, a little eighteen footer, a little a little jumper, a little eighteen footer, a little Patrick Ewing shot. Nothing. The dude has nothing. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, get out of here, man. I'm tired of that. Like, this dude gets all this hype, all this acclaim. And it's like, it's the same thing over and over again. And yeah, that'll win you 50 plus games in a regular season. Yep. Great. Yeah, wonderful. No and then what happens? What happens? He gets to the conference finals and he folds. Or teams put up a, a, a 46 bear defense on his ass and basically put a fence where he can't even drive to the basket. So they make him a shooter like Toronto did. What happens? Yep. Yep. You know, Marty McFly, he said the LeBron fixture is annoying. You comparing to a top two guy, LOL, compare Giannis first eight years to a guy of his caliber. All I know, Giannis won two MVPs. Hey, y'all, we got another Marty super that. We got another. See, we're moving camp. the goalposts for, for, for Giannis, man. Like, mm. I, I hate this. Like, Giannis, Giannis fans are starting to be annoying, too, because... Giannis fans, and I, I get it. Giannis fans are not traditional basketball fans. I've gotten, I've, I've, I'm, I'm predict, I'm, I'm starting to get this feeling like they're not, they're like the fantasy basketball fans. Like they just look at stats and they look at highlights and they're like, oh yeah, Giannis is great, but nah, they don't watch the game, man, because it's like, yo, you're trying to move the goalposts for this dude. It's like, Alex, oh, go ahead, hey, we, man, we, we, we got off. a super <laughs> chat from from Alex Campbell. Alex Campbell would appreciate that very much. Uh, Alex says, y'all got to stop with these stupid takes. If Giannis teammates can hit an open corner from uh, three from the corner, uh, they win. AD was fighting for the playoffs without LeBron. That is a good point. But 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 that's that's why these go. guys are very similar. Because because look, what, what what did we say about AD? AD had all the skill in the world, but mentally he he didn't he didn't he wasn't there. He wasn't alpha, right? And, and at the end of the day, if you're going to lead a team. To the promised land, you gotta be alpha. You you can't I just, be. I disagree O'Reilly. with that, FIFO. I disagree with okay. that. Okay, why is that? I think in I think in New Orleans, like I think people, I think there's been this narrative created about AD that he was like a, a beta dude and he he didn't always play. I think I think a lot of the AD commentary was was foisted on him because of his exit from New Orleans that I think he's gotten a bad rap for. Like people forget the year before he left New Orleans that he he dis, he dismantled that Portland Trailblazer team in the playoffs. He was a, he was a dog in that series. I have hey, never seen I've never seen Boogie. Yep, Boogie deserves credit. That was prime Boogie, but. AD, I've never seen Giannis dominate a playoff series like I saw AD dominate that playoff series. Yeah, he swept him, didn't he? Yep, swept yeah. him. That was a that was a that was a third seed. Now you can sit there and say they were overrated, whatever. Hey, I'm I'm you are what your record says you are, like Bill Parcell says. They well, were a third seed in the Western Conference, and he destroyed them in that series. He wasn't the only one. Drew Holiday had a hell of a series, a series that's too. That's about to say. But, so did Rondo. But, but so AD Rondo. was the guy. AD was the guy. They couldn't touch AD. They couldn't. They had nobody to guard AD. What, 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 what I mean, okay, so the first time I felt, I felt in my spirit that AD was was literally leading, like, mm-hmm. like saying, hey, fo- follow my lead. Like, give me the buckets. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make right. all the defensive rotations, all of that. That was the first time. But prior to that, what I mean is you could be a soft-spoken leader. Derrick cool. Rose. But there was nothing beta about him. His yeah. game was not beta. You know what I'm saying? And all I'm saying is, is that younger AD felt like, and I understand that this is part of the game. You got to let the game come to you. But it's like some at, at some point in that game, you got to control it and you got to take over. 
right? There, yeah. There's always a point in the game that any superstar or any good player that has it going that night got to take over. Absolutely. Meaning that, hey, 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 I don't care. The, hey, give me the rock. It's the James so Harden criticism. Hey, hey. It's the James Harden criticism. It's the James Harden criticism, right? It's like when the toughest of moments, I will never forget last year when, well, not last year, but now two years ago when KD gets hurt um, in that series against the Rockets, in that second round series against the Rockets. That, that to me was a microcosm of the Rockets. KD goes out. That and they and remember they were down like twenty points in that in that game. It was like a, it was game five, I believe. They were down twenty points. The Rockets make a run like right before, right as they take the lead. KD gets hurt. That was the game for me for that showed me James Harden had no heart because he didn't take a single shot in the fourth quarter. Right, he didn't take a single shot in the fourth quarter. Right. And that, God and, has and known it, for letting it fly. Exactly. God has known for right? letting it's it like, fly. It's like, yo, that's why, that's why like, I, I, get, I get annoyed when people bring up James Harden. It's like, I don't care about these 40-point, 20-assist, triple-doubles where he's got, like, you know, all this. I don't care. What is he doing? Moments, he shrinks man. in big he's moments. He's shrinking big moments. It's been and proven. It's been... At, it's been, it's been, it's evidence that he's shrinking big moments. And I think Giannis is different. Like, I don't think Giannis shrinks from a mental perspective. I just think Giannis's games doesn't translate well to close playoff basketball. It just doesn't. So, so, guys, so guys, quick question. Do you, do you think if Giannis was on that team instead of AD, they'd still win the championship this past year? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think, I, I, I think, I think yes, because I think I'm starting to think that Giannis is better as a Robin than he is a Batman. Yep. So, so is AD. I, I think AD mm. AD AD has point. AD has Batman talent, and I think he could be a Batman, but I think he could also be a Robin. I think yeah, he, he could be that he sexy. So AD Nightwing, he was Basically. comfortable in that role. Yeah, uh, AD, let, let's not disrespect AD now. AD is AD is that dude. Uh, uh, AD. Uh, the reason why Skills we have him though, if you think Skills. about uh, you think they about both that dude. Think about they the both court. that dude. They equal. They equals in my eyes. Like to me, they don't get to the. I, I think AD AD saved them against Denver. In that think series, about, you know, but but think about before you remember how we used to talk about AD before about how he wouldn't close out four quarters. Y'all remember that early last mm-hmm. year before COVID hit? Mm-hmm. I do. We we dogged AD about that, and it was true. It wasn't like we were making up false narratives. The man never closed games. I mean, he nope. started. He eventually got it, but at first he he was the same thing. He was doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't close out games. It he was hit true. Four quarter. It was true in the regular season. Yeah, but in the, in the playoffs. Like you he said, he and I don't think and I never and I never thought with AD it was a mental. I, like I don't think I, I think with AD is more of a of a mental thing, not in a mental like in a negative way, but I think he was just his his attitude towards those moments were a little different. With Giannis, I just think it's the game. I just think he just like you give you give you give Giannis the ball, top of the key, late in the game with a possession with with the, with the game on the line. What is he doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so all right, so Alex Campbell had another super chat. He yeah, said yeah, LeBron yeah. didn't win nothing without top ten players on his team. Stop the nonsense. Chris Middleton folded in the playoffs. His per- his percentages cratered. Now here's the thing. Michael Jordan didn't win without top ten players on the scene. Here we go with this. But, here we go with okay. this. No, but 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 he, but here's the thing. If you listen to the soliloquy that I you know had about five ten minutes ago, I didn't say LeBron won with bums. No. I said LeBron took the bumps. And mm. I also said about Giannis, it can't Giannis can't be the reason why you don't win. Right. That's the key aspect. Giannis is the reason right now why they're not winning or not getting to the finals. But one of the major the reasons. Finals, one of the major reasons. If you get to the finals and lose, but Giannis was 
he 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 put every he he had the bag and he did this right here. He he took everything out that bag, making sure there ain't no nothing in there, and he shook it all out. Then and you lose, hey Milwaukee, what the hell y'all doing? It's on Milwaukee now. It's not right. on Giannis no more. That's my issue. Is that right now? It's still primarily because of the 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 the, the, the skill set isn't there yet. To, to, to even lead a team to a championship. Because LeBron had bums. Look, and I'll put it to you like this. Chris Middleton is better than any player LeBron had that first stint in Cleveland. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Mm, that's time. Hey, another super chat from Alex Campbell. Appreciate you one more time. Damn, bro. another one, yeah, bro? appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. He said Giannis needs a reliable second option that doesn't allow a defense to just throw everyone at him and dare his teammates to make shots. Agreed. Giannis needs a closer. Like if, two if, things can be true. Yeah. If I were if I were the Bucks, I would go after James Harden because I think James Harden is the type of now. Obviously, this is predicated on James Harden being a closer. We can debate. We can have that debate for days. We've obviously made the point that, but he needs a James Harden type, a guy that you could just give the ball to that can just is instant offense. They he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that guy next to him. And that to me is a knock almost a knock on Giannis in in, in that of itself, right? That you saying, "Oh, Giannis needs a guy to close for him." Because he should be the closer. Mm-hmm. Giannis should be the closer. Giannis should be the guy that you give the ball to down low, "Give me a bucket, big fella." He should be that guy. And he's you not. Know, and that in, in itself is a problem. You know, what one of my uh, best friends and, and great basketball mind as well. Years ago, we had this conversation about, is it too difficult to win championships with super unique players? Right. Like you know, at the time, it was pre Dirk's um, uh, championship. Allen Iverson, uh, D Rose got mentioned. LeBron got mentioned because he hadn't won one yet. Um, I, I feel like I got to throw Giannis into that bucket because. When you think about a perfect complementary player to Giannis, who does that look like, right? Because I agree he has to be able to close, but it's very questionable about James Harden's closing ability. Scoring ability of, hey, top five ever. If we're talking purely scoring ability. But if we're talking about chemistry, right? Because LeBron and AD, LeBron has had a lot of top flight co-stars. But he's never had instant chemistry like he's had with AD. Their games are perfect. They're complementary to each other. Whose game is complementary to Giannis? I think Giannis at this point is a bit too unique to really be like to put your finger on it. Like, I, because who do you add? You know, because I think Dame, I like Hello. Dame in terms of, you know, what we're talking about in terms of closing. But. I, but Dame is still a liability on defense. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like he needs I, I a Dame just, type. I, he needs a no. Dame yeah, player. I would say he is. A, he just needs a scoring point guard. He needs I think a, he a, needs a, a Chris needs Paul, a Dame yeah. John Morant, Dame McCall. Lillard. I would say yeah. a Dame Lillard. He said, so yeah. than, huh? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. He said. Well, let me say this real quick. He, Alex Campbell said again. Hey, somebody talking about his stimulus check hit today. That's why. <laughs> 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 hey, that was the funniest. Nah, y'all, y'all leave Alex alone now. Uh, he he said that Sha- Shaq needed Kobe and Giannis is more like Shaq. I was like, that that's that's pretty good in oh, my stop, opinion. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Who what, said with, that, with that being he said, with, needs with, help from the perimeter. With that being said, let's move to the last game of the Christmas Day was uh the Clippers 
at Denver. And I'm bringing up the Clippers because I also want to get to their matchup with Dallas. That was a historic night for Dallas. <laughs> um, wh- what are y'all thoughts on the Clippers so far this season? Man, they're they on a roller coaster, man. Ain't no telling who's going to show up what night for them right now. They won their Eight. championship. Yeah. Opening mm. night. The opening night ring mm. ceremony. That was their championship. Yeah. Congratulations, Clippers. Y'all beat us. Yay. That was y'all championship. Congrats. And they're up 20 right now in Minnesota. It's so Minnesota. It, you, you just don't know what team is going to show up. You, you don't know. I, I, don't, what yeah, I don't trust them. That's 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 the team I just do not trust. I don't. Correct. You know, you're great. Now, Grant, yeah, PG-13 and Kawada definitely is, is extreme talent in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? But I just come to a playoff series. I just don't trust. Until they prove me otherwise. Until they shut me up. I don't I don't trust the Clippers, man. You And you made a great point, too, Shut. It's like you don't know what what team is going to show up. Granted, this is just the beginning of the regular season. You know, hopefully they can find whatever kinks they can get out the way by the time February or March get here. But yeah, man, I, I just don't trust them, man. When it comes to a seven game series, you got to, you got to show me consistency and and hopefully, hopefully not with not a day out this bubble, you know, Paul George, what's up? Like, you know, once you out, you out this bubble, all these excuses you made while you was in the bubble, now y'all out of it and y'all playing I want to see what you're gonna do this year, and if you if you don't if you don't step up this year, we can. Well, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are already kind of like if Paul George, but yeah, if he, he don't step up, if he don't step he up, this pre- preferential treatment, Paul George. Um, yeah, you know, if, if 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 he don't if he don't if he don't get it done this year, especially that shit he was talking on, it was like on a podcast or something or being interviewed. I think he was either on uh, Stephen Jackson and uh, Matt Burns. Mm-hmm. All the smoke. Yeah, all the smoke when he was just saying, yeah. like, yeah, I'm coming, like I'm coming to bust ass this season. Like he was talking all that shit. Mm. If y'all don't, if if y'all don't even at least make it to the Western Conference Finals, right? Don't even say nothing. You can't even I, I, I'm gonna put it like this, man. I, I I rarely, 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 rarely do this. And it may be a new low for me, but I, this is just how I feel about Paul George. I don't ever really take your off the court antics and decisions and apply them to what you do on the court. But, you know, I, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get too personal. If, y- if y'all want me to elaborate, hit me up on Twitter, IG, all that shit. And, and, and I'll have a discussion there with it. But PG's decision-making on and off the court are highly questionable. And he is one player that if I had any type of power influence in any type of organization at any level. I don't want him nowhere near my team. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. The man is soft. I'll mm. leave it there. Hit I, me up on Twitter if you want me to talk. Man okay. is soft. <laughs> this hey, kid. FIFA, FIFA got the team. Tweaky FIFA, I just hit you on Twitter. <laughs> hey. FIFA got the team. He must know about a baby mama or something. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, following that one up. I mean, yo, PG is PG is P, but it's like this is like when people show you who they really are, you believe them. And this is what like year nine, ten of PG showing us who he really is. It's like so, like at this point, like why are we surprised? As far as the Clippers, man, I mean the Clippers, I don't trust them. Like B, like B said, I don't, I don't trust them. And that game the other night when they lost that historic loss, man, that that that's that's alarming. If I'm a Clippers fan. 
Because, like, yeah, it's early in the season. And sure, you're going to have your blowouts. I'm sure, you know, hell, the Lakers. Yeah, I don't think they had Kawhi that night either. Yeah, they so, have no Kawhi. But to, but to but not still. even try. Right. To yeah. Not even be competitive. Right. Yeah. Right. Not even be competitive. Like, to be a laughing stock. Like, everybody, even people that don't watch basketball were posting that score like, damn, my wife, who doesn't watch a single game? It's like, damn, really? Like, did they even try? Like, seriously? Like, that, that is that is eye-opening if I'm a Clippers fan. And and that just shows that there's, there's just something not right with that team. There's just something not right with that organization. And I go back to that organization, to me, is trying too hard. They're trying to, you know, hanging up the billboards in L.A. L.A.'s our town now and all this other shit, all this shit talking. You know, J- Jerry West, the great Jerry West, who I love is a Laker legend, but calling the Lakers a shit show. Anybody want to take a bet in Vegas? So what's a bigger shit show right now, the Lakers or, or the Clippers right now? Like, really? Um, it, it just that organization feels like it's trying too hard. And Paul George, and, and maybe they're taking after a personality of the second best player because Paul George feels like a try too hard. It's like Paul George feels like one of those dudes that tries too hard, that tries too hard to be down with everybody, that tries too hard to be in the in crowd or whatever. Like, yo, just be, I feel like PG doesn't know who he is. Nope. I want to say, I want to sit down and psychoanalyze. I want to have a Dr. Phil moment with PG and sit down and be like, brother, what is, what is the problem, man? Are you still trying to find yourself? Like, are you still trying to figure out who you're going to be personality wise, mentality wise? I've always said this, man. The dude has Tarzan game plays like Jane. Play like Jane. Play like Jane, bro. Again, (laughs) I'll say it. I'll say it again. In a playoff series, PG Uh was outplayed by Joe Ingles. Was outplayed by Joe Ingles. Hey, Joe Ingles, that guy though. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's my. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite players in the NBA because he just does a little bit of everything. He's the ultimate glue guy, right? But but Joe Ingles should not be outplaying Paul George in any in, in, in any in any game. Yeah. Um. And wait, hold on. I I I wanted to name some of the um the 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 names that they're giving uh Paul George, Simpin P, Charmin P. Well, I saw another one too. Way off P. Way off P. Preferential P. Preferential P. I call him. Uh, Caleb McCoy again. Appreciate it. Said, how badly do we look at Kawhi? If he doesn't make the finals with the Clippers and um, Brian Smithson, appreciate you too. Brian says, should, should Kawhi have stayed in Toronto? Yes. First Kawhi. question. It, it doesn't matter. Ka- Kawhi's legacy is cemented. He good. It don't, it don't matter where he go, what he signed for, where he doesn't make it in the playoffs. Kawhi, Kawhi is he good. It don't matter for yeah. Kawhi. Yeah, and should he have stayed in yeah. Toronto? Man, yes. with some of the things they was asking, and Toronto said half to yesterday, I know I would have stayed. Y'all ever been to Toronto? It's very yeah. beautiful. It's cold yeah. as hell, but it's beautiful. It's too cold, bro. Toronto is Toronto. He's nice, LA. Bro. He's an LA kid. Nice, it's too cold. But it, but it, honestly, bro, like it's just it, sometimes I feel like these athletes overthink this shit, man. It's like, yo, you got you got a whole country so that is gonna treat you like a god, bro. Like you won a championship there. Honestly, like he didn't, he, he, if, if he'd have stayed in Toronto and they would have just consistently got to the Eastern Conference finals and lost, his, his legacy there is still set because he brought a championship to Canada. Yeah, that was you know like what I mean? And then it's like, and then why? And I, I never understood this, right? Like you leave Toronto to go to the second team in LA. I would argue the fourth team in LA. 
Because nobody cares about the Clippers in L.A. Like, nobody cares about the Clippers in L.A. It's the Lakers, Dodgers. The Kings have more fans than the Clippers in L.A. Like, come on. Like, nobody cares about. You went to the fourth. You went to the second team in town, arguably. Fourth team in town, really. Like, it it just never made sense to me. You should have just stayed in Toronto, been a god there. You know, and who knows? He stays in Toronto with that coach, with that infrastructure, with Masai making decisions. Like, yo, you still. Who knows? They could probably go back to win a championship. Yeah. Well, Manny like a pig in slot when he talking about the Clippers. I, don't <laughs> I love it. I love now, it. I, w- I, I love would it. say that I agree with you, FIFA. I think uh, Kawhi's legacy is pretty much like he's good. He doesn't really have to do, prove anything. That's why we put so much pressure on PG because it's like, nigga, you have as much talent as him. Yet you don't do that. You you haven't been as consistent. Um, but yeah, this, I, with this Clippers team, I don't know. I I. They are a team where you just you just do not know that is scary when you're talking about competing for a high level. I honestly just I just want them to get I, I see them only get into the Western Conference Finals based off of what I'm seeing right now. Cause I think it is a culture thing with the issues that they have. I don't know where where it's coming from, if it really is just Paul George, but it's a culture it's, it's, thing. It's not all Paul George. I think he's part of it. I think it's just the infrastructure in general, man. I just think that team just felt like, and I talk so much shit about the Clippers, bro, because y'all don't understand. They talk so much. When they got, they thought they won a championship when they signed Kawhi. Like, mm-hmm. like literally the championship should have just been rolled. When they got Kawhi, they got Kawhi and Paul George, yeah. yeah and, and, and that team acted like they had won. Like they and then and then it's like it's one thing to act like it and carry yourself like that, but they talk shit about the Lakers. Oh yeah, this is LA's our town now. I, the Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, putting up banners right outside of El Segundo in the Lakers training facility. You know, LA our way, legacy, all that shit. They pop shit. So yo, they're gonna wow. be for a Laker fan. We having a field day with this shit. You know. Listening to all this playoff or way off P pandemic P, preferential yo, I, P. I love the names. I love the names. I, I was here thinking there's another P that's better than playoff P, at least as Kawhi sidekick, and that's Pascal Siakam. And, 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 and sometimes you know you look at players, and Pascal don't have the same type of talent. Playoff ICP. Who? <laughs> that's his nickname, Spicy P. Spicy P. Um, you know, like sometimes you look at players and they don't, you know, some guys just don't have the same amount of talent, but, but as Kawhi sidekick, Siakam was way better. Yeah. Mm. Cause he knew his role. And to me, the the thing with play with the playoff, I almost called him playoff P (laughs) what a mistake. Um, baby back P P, (laughs) baby back P, uh, regular season P right. The thing with with, the thing with Paul, his mother named him Paul. I'm gonna call him Paul. The, the, The problem with Paul George, man, is that. I just don't think they complement each other. I just don't think they 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 add to each other's game. Like they're literally the same player, literally copy and paste the same player. Kawhi's a better version of that player, but it, it just it still feels like too much of your night. It's my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. It's just like they don't complement each other. There's nothing that one does that elevates the other's game and vice versa. Like we talked about LeBron with AD. AD brings to Le- adds to LeBron's game, and LeBron definitely adds to AD's game. And so on and so forth. You look at the great duels historically. Kobe complimented Shaq, and Shaq, of course, complimented Kobe. Like it, it doesn't feel that way with Paul George. They just just feels like they just added the two same players, and just yeah. said, "Yo, throw a ball yeah, out and there I, and make it work." And I think that man of like I, I definitely saw that when they played the Lakers because early on it was Kawhi putting in work here and there, and then Paul George, you know, went to work and closed them out. 
but it took away from Kawhi because Paul George was shooting everything. And the reports were that they told him to be aggressive because I think after he passed the ball to the referee, he kind of, you know, got in his head again. Um, what I'll say about the Clippers and what I think I said in the chat, um, I think they go as PG go. And based on everything you guys have said, we know that that can't very well take you very far. But Lou as a coach, he has a lot of work to do with Paul George mentally because we nobody's questioning Paul George's talent. You're questioning Paul George mind, his, 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 his mental makeup. And if, if Luke can somehow find a way to instill that confidence in him and, and, and they kind of really pass the reins to PG, I, I think they could, I think they could get to the finals, but it's going to require a culture change. Kind of what one of you guys alluded to earlier. I think it was you, Manny. And then um, Lou kind of figuring out a way to get past those barriers that PG have, because I think he's the one thing that's stopping them from being successful. It happened against Denver. It almost happened against Dallas. But I think he's the X factor. And I think that team goes as PG-13 goes. And, and, but will it happen? Will it manifest itself? I don't know. I'm, I'm with Nick. I saw good Clippers, and then I saw bad Clippers. And it's just like, which one is it? So I am really, really intrigued by this team and more so about what Lou could do with pretty much the same roster. Can he really be a difference maker and change PG into a winner? We'll see. He'll, he'll, earn, he'll earn all of his reputation if he can figure it out. And he can yeah. figure out PG. That is and, a good and, question. That's and and I want to I say this. We, a lot of us are making fun of PG, calling him soft and all that. Like, I, I know he had an interview in the bubble that, you know, he, he went through some things in the bubble, mental health and all that stuff. We're not mocking mental health. I just want to put that out there. None of us are sitting here yeah. talking shit about mental health. Like, obviously, all jokes here. But, you know, realistically, you know, we're not mocking mental health because, you know, somebody going to take that. Oh, they mocking PG's mental health. Nah, we're not mocking any of that. Just want to put that out there. But you, you know, know what? I, I think the thing is, uh, just this one quick thing. It's like you do so many good things, people talking good about you, and then the 50-point blowout and you make an excuse talking about Christmas was the yeah. day before. Like, no, man. Th- those are the things that they kind of got to like, look, man, it's just a loss. Chalk it up to yep. the schedule. We just get we, – look, we didn't have it tonight. We're going to go on and we, we, we just right. gonna play And that type of loss – be, I, I, you know, I, I know I've gotten blown out in my basketball career before. Those type of losses, man, you just like, hey, look, man, it was a bad yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. We're looking forward to this next one. And you just keep it moving forward. Yeah, you and don't make excuses. You don't make excuses for that. It, it is what it is. The, the better team won, and they and you got your ass handed to you. He, cool. he tries to avoid being embarrassed, and that's what – and it's just like you got to – you got to be – And that's why – Exactly, and, and and that's part of what Manny was saying. Like he he's can't a try be hard. himself. He's a tryhard. Yeah, it's like exactly. that guy that he tries to be everything for everybody. That ends up he ends up looking like a phony, like a fraud, like yep. a soft ass. Like it just it, it doesn't work. Mm. All, I, all, all I want all, look. All I'm saying is this: we can't have this shit both ways. Keep Doc name out your mouth if it's gonna be disrespectful. That's all mm. I'm saying. That's all I'm. Well, saying. I was gonna say the the question that I, I like the the question that Ken posed as far as like the intrigue for this Clippers team. Cause I, I, I agree with those, those two points. Like 
what's what's more, what kind of progression is needed more for this team? PG to progress or Ty Lue to progress as a head coach? Because I, I feel like PG. those those well, I feel like those are congruent with each other. Um, based upon it's still a culture thing. Like I don't even know if PG was playing better. Would I mean they? But, but you they know still what? No, they, the, they, they, but this what quells all that. This what all that. Ty Lue is a championship head coach. Kawhi Leonard has won championships as the main guy. Mm. That's your culture right there. That should be. The That's your culture right there. And, 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 and who's calling the shots? That's what I'm saying. And if that was if that was the case, they would have won last year. Right. Uh, so, so, so 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 who's the issue? Because it ain't we Doc. We we gonna figure it out. We we, we, we got a whole what year without doctors. Figure, we're talking about it right now. No, nigga, we only four games, four or five games in the season. We don't know what the fuck Nick, is. Nick, 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 there's certain things that you don't need a whole season to understand. And we All know right, that the man with the two All first right. names, we, we know the man with the two first names is the weakest link on that but team. There's two, but that's why I said there's two questions that we are posed to this team. Like, can Ty Lue coach him up? Right. And coach up you, this you, team to, to, a, to a new height that we thought they he, were going to get to last he, year? He, no, you, 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 you know why it's not on Ty Lue? Nick, is because when you are a max player in this league and you got guys that are not even that that are slightly above the mid-level exception calling you out, outplaying you, out hustling you, that's a problem. That's a you problem. That's not a mm-hmm. culture problem. That's not a we're not ready problem. That's not we're not making adjustments problem. That means that you aren't the guy that we paid you to be problem. But culture can change that though. Culture is a stat. Like I think players can establish culture, but I think ownership, I think GMs, I think organizations establish cultures too. And I think a lot of what happens with the Clippers, man, it's just there's there's an issue because remember the Clippers, this is this isn't new to the Clippers either, right? Like so, we we kind of had similar conversations with the the Lob City Clippers, right? And 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 you know Paul, you know CP3 and Blake Griffin and that iteration of the Clippers. So, I, what's the common denominator there? Um, Doc Rivers, even though he's not here now, but I also think the owner, how much of this is on the owner and the expectation in that? Cause he's one of those guys that's out there, you know, in the stands cheering, going crazy, you know, as much respect I got for Steve Ballmer as a businessman and what he did for, for Microsoft. Like he's made, he's a guy that, you know, maybe he's establishing the wrong culture. I, I just don't know the, the Clippers are a weird team, man. It's they, a weird team to dissect because they should be better than what they are but they just haven't shown it. And it's hard to say, like, who is it? I also think I also think Kawhi does deserve some blame. And I don't think Kawhi, I don't think Kawhi is a guy that a lot of people just love playing with. Like, I think I think that rubs people the wrong way. The whole old management thing, the whole the exit from San Antonio, bro, that has to be like this is the only guy in a 20 year run in San Antonio that had an issue in San Antonio. Right. Like he threw the entire organization under the bus and basically said, fuck y'all. I'm not playing with y'all no more. Literally sat out an entire season was like, yeah, fuck mm-hmm. y'all. When Tony Parker comes out and basically says, yo, I had the same in- injury and I was back playing. That that speaks volumes to me. Like, so I think that and, and this isn't this isn't to knock Kawhi's legacy all time. Like we all know Kawhi is a great player. He's always going to be a great player. This isn't this isn't knocking that. But I just think I think I think it's a combination of a lot of different things, man. If you were to do a pie chart, you'd have like one 20 percent Paul George, another 15 percent Kawhi, you know, 40, 50 percent. Like, 
I just don't know how you would how you cut that up, how you slice that up on the pie chart. But I, there's something wrong with that team. Well, Kawhi Leonard is still is the leprechaun champ. He got two of the luckiest rings. Oh my goodness! Uh, oh, all right, now you see, uh, see, this is my problem with you, Ken. You go too far. Look at em- Emperor Emperor Ken going too far. I told you about Palpatine Ken. Palpatine <laughs> Ken. <laughs> but but to the Kawhi culture thing, like there's some some issues going on with that team now in terms of how they got Kawhi with them paying this guy or this guy suing them. So that brings some, you know disorganization to them as well because now they have to deal with rumors yep. at this point of, of that and the preferential treatment of of that as well with them having to pay somebody to get Kawhi to come there. So there's a lot of distractions and I that and I'm glad on. you brought and I'm glad you brought that up, Ken, the whole preferential thing, because I've been making kind of jokes about it all night. And, and I wanted to talk about this thing because this was a talking point on inside the first inside the NBA last week about preferential treatment. Preferential. Nobody cares about preferential treatment when you win. When you win championships, preferential treatment is an afterthought. When you lose, preferential treatment is an issue. It's the bottom line. You know, I'll make a baseball analogy. Barry Bonds got preferential treatment. His teammates hated him. But when Barry Bonds went out there and hit 45 home runs a year and drove in 137 RBIs, none of them teammates said shit. The only time it became a problem is when Barry Bonds went into the playoffs and was two for 25. So, like, when you win and you do what you're supposed to do, preferential treatment is not an issue. Shaq got preferential treatment. Kobe got preferential treatment. They won. It only became a problem, what happened? When they lost. And when it became too too much to, to tolerate. So, the whole preferential treatment to me is not... Again, I, it, it seems like we're stammering to find a, find a root cause for the Clippers. I don't think there is a one root cause. I think there's a combination of a lot of things. I think Paul George is a part of the problem. I think Kawhi is part of the problem. I think Steve Ballmer is a part of the problem. I think Doc may have been a part of the problem. I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. And Jerry West in that midst, too, because... Yeah, Jerry you know. West, the great... Only the Clippers can turn the Jerry, turn, Jerry, <laughs> turn Jerry West into a fucking laughing stock right now. <laughs> only the Clippers. And hey, we got another super chat real quick from uh, Brennan Irvin. It's a little off subject, but it says uh, Charles Barkley says the Chicago Bulls are the worst team in the NBA. If not, then who? The Pistons. Four, four games in? Jesus. I'm with B. Well, I, I mean, think, you got to take a picture of It's projections. Who do you think the worst team is? Worst Pistons. team in the NBA? Oh, God. Um, I haven't seen the Pistons, so I can't even speak on them. Pistons. I'll take the Pistons fans' word. Pistons and shit. Yeah, we are. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I said it before the season started. I said we're gonna suck. We're gonna be bad. We're y'all gonna are tanking. Cool. Are y'all tanking? I mean, we should, I feel like we've been tanking for the last year and a half. Um, intentionally, <laughs> intentionally tanking, like just blowing. Like, are y'all just gonna blow it up? We should. I mean, I, I hate to see D Rose just wasting his last few years. Blake Griffin too. Blake yeah, and Blake too. Griffin too. They just get get those guys out of there. Let's try to get something for them in the trade before the trade deadline, and just blow it up. I mean, we we we. I did like I said when we talked about it in the draft night. We did address the needs that we need to address as far as position in the draft. So at this point, we just need to just work with these young guys. Uh, uh, Hayes been looking. He's been he's been having some spots where he's looking good. At, you know, here and there and stuff. He's still young. He's still figuring it out. Um, but yeah, we just gotta just blow it up, man. Just. We, I, I'm pissed. We let Woods go after we had traded Andre Drummond. Yeah, I didn't understand Woods that. Is, I knew he was going. He was going. He was going to be that dude, and we let him go. So that one didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, not it, at all. 
Yeah. So just blow it up. I mean, we we are going to be probably we're going to be we're going to be fighting for the lottery, like for the first number one overall pick. Yeah, you do. I don't think they're tanking. I think they're just bad. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I can't see tanking. Dwayne. Yeah, just bad. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see Dwayne Casey trying to tank. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's between the Pistons. Chicago does look pretty bad. Uh, or uh, so it's between them two, and I'm gonna throw in another one, Washington Wizards. Wizards, I knew you was gonna go to Wizards. I was gonna, I'll say the Cavaliers, they irrelevant. The three and Cavs, the Kings, the, the Kings, the Cavs, are, they winning games. Is something wrong? With it's, 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 it's the four, it's, it's, it's early, four I, it's early. I don't even feel comfortable having this conversation because we one injury away from having this conversation all over again next week or two weeks from now. Um, so who knows? I hope, I hope Joe Morant. I hope I think I think he just got a spring. He might yeah, he, he got a spring. Out for like three to five weeks. Three, three to five, five weeks. Three to five weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's, Damn, that's I, a long I, time. I, don't rush I, it back though. That's another it, thing. Don't it, rush it, it back. It is early. It is early, but that's our job to be prognosticators. We gotta we gotta pick. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, you don't pick it, shit, Sheldon. You be on the fence like a motherfucker. <laughs> I pick, man. Hey, look, uh, we got another super chat, man. Wait, who did you pick, though? Yeah, exactly. pick I, he ain't say nobody. That's what I was I saying. Nobody. No, I said the Wizards. I, but but then uh, I was joking. I was joking though when I said the Wizards. Um, I think I think it's Detroit. I I just do. Uh, I looked at them a little bit tonight against Golden State, and I just don't see. I don't see nothing. Ben Simmons. I mean, uh, we, man, we have no, we have no we have uh, no identity. We have nothing. I mean, yeah, I hate yeah. I hate this is happening under Dwayne Casey, man, because I, I, yeah. I really want him to succeed and turn this around. You know, hopefully the front office don't turn it. You know, hopefully they don't they don't give up on him too soon. They let him turn it around because he turned Toronto around when he first got to Toronto. They were right. they were a twenty win season team and they ended up being the what Eastern Conference Finals, you know, Eastern Semifinals, you know, team consistently. So mm. hopefully he can turn it around. I hope I hope the front office don't. You know, quit on them, but it's bad. We just, yeah, it's just bad right now. Um, the other super chat we got is from Mr. Um, Marcel. Mr. Marcel, cool. Appreciate you, brother. Um, why people want to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden? The Sixers will be in the same spot with either player. I agree. I think it's stupid. Um, I think they do need to see what Ben Simmons is going to turn into, but. I'm starting to cool on him. And it's not because he don't have a jumper. It's just he's kind of starting to be very honest. Like, like he's he's not progressing anywhere. <laughs> and the worst thing about Ben Simmons is also the attitude stuff. You know, you hear you hear tea leaves about stuff he has going on in the locker room and stuff like that. I don't think he's beloved in that locker room either. Um, I, I mean, to me... The, the Simmons for Harden thing, it's it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul in a way. It's like, you know, you fix one area, but then you create another headache. It's like, mm-hmm. so it's like, you you yes, you get rid of the, inc- the consistently inconsistent Ben Simmons, but then you acquire James Harden, who, br- who, pres- who brings in a whole host of other issues. So are you necessarily better? I mean, I guess, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think... I think this is the year for the Sixers. If if Ben, I think they have to give this Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid thing, this process, one full year to figure yeah. it out. And if it doesn't work, then I think they need to make changes one way or another. 
Yeah, if Doc can't do anything with him, then I I don't know who can. Cause, you know, because it it can't be it, it's not, it's not going to be the coach this time. Nah, you're running out of people uh, to blame there. Yep, yep, yeah. But so I think I, I, it's also part of it. Uh, and then I had to you, FIFO. It's the Daryl Morey thing. So there's there's the linkage there. So that's why yeah. people entertain it. Yep. But here's the thing. I I, I honestly think that. James Harden fits better with the Sixers um, because that, 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 that team is primed for somebody to just take over a game. And Ben Simmons doesn't do it often enough. We and, 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 I, and, and I agree with Ken. I'm not even talking about the jump shot, right? I know there's some crazy stat out there that says nobody has generated more open threes than Ben Simmons, right? But Ben Simmons doesn't always play aggressively, and that's my issue with him. Mm-hmm. James Harden can go get lemon pepper wings with Lou Williams, you know what I'm saying, at Magic City, and then drop 45. Like, it ain't nothing. Right. It's 54 percent And his six threes, you know what I'm saying? That, that level of atomic weaponry, Philly don't have. And Embiid is physically that, but 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 it doesn't it doesn't translate to a super efficient scoring dominant night for Embiid, but it does for James Harden. And I think that when you have a guy that can do what James does, and now they have a bevy of shooters, that's, 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 that's a major problem. That's a major problem. Now I'm not saying that James Harden could come in there and play his, you know, pick and roll game and everybody else watch. No, you got to move the ball a little bit, this, that, and the third, but I do like the move more for Philly than I do for Houston because where does Houston move forward? Now you got John Wall and Ben Simmons. How, how, how do you play that? Right. Uh, you know, and, and then you're talking with John Wall's contract. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. So no. I, 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 if I'm Houston, that's why I'm apprehensive. But if yeah. I'm Philly, and I agree with everybody else, you know, I, 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 I can see this lasting one more season. Uh, the Ben Simmons and B thing, but something's got to give. And and, yeah. and and again, I think that Ben Simmons needs to up his level of aggression because yeah. he doesn't always play aggressive. And that's my issue. And it was the same thing I said about Lonzo. And when we saw Lonzo get more aggressive, I'm not saying no superstar or like that, but we seen the, 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 the progression of his game. And Ben just like Giannis, what's new? What, yeah. what what did you do this off season? Because I don't see it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think if they were, I think for where the Sixers track is, I mean, they're trying to win a championship, obviously. So I think that if they're trying to win a championship, then I think the move to make is trading for James Harden. I just, to me, does James Harden make people around him better? I don't necessarily love James Harden and Embiid from a personality standpoint. I think games they can fit, they they kind of complement each other, but. From a personality perspective, I would just love to be a fly on that wall in that locker room with Embiid and and Harden. Um, I, I, the, the Sixers thing is interesting because I think the Sixers thing is another is another is another case where one guy gets to predominantly the blame, but the other guy kind of skates through. Like I think Simmons gets a lot of blame in Philly, but Embiid somehow escapes the blame too. Like, and I think Embiid just has as much to do with that situation not working as much as Ben Simmons. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think the Sixers thing is interesting. Well, that's all the uh, NBA topics that I had today. Uh, anybody got anything else to say? Or do we got anything in the chat? 
No. Um, this, they, they, these are some true blowouts going on right now. Um, Zion and the Pelicans are down by 40 to the Suns. Oh, and I don't think Devin Booker, Devin Booker ain't scored but like eight points in this game. Miami got blasted. What's CP3 doing? CP3 had nothing in the first half. They only had like seven points combined. They got CP3 got nine points, nine assists. Um, Devin Booker got eight points and six rebounds. Nice. So, that's, that's just a blowout. That's the whole that's team. a total team effort. He's controlling the game. Yeah, it's been a lot of that early on, man. I don't think these these guys are. I really think it's expected. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. expected. I'm watching the Nuggets and the Kings now. They're they're neck and neck, 105 to 104. Shout out to Luke Walton. He got him a couple of wins. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they look decent, man. They don't look. Mr. White Man Luck himself. Well, that's they White Man Luck right there. But um, all right. Well, damn, y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all got a lot tonight, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we um, we gonna get out of here, and um, I think we'll be back next week. Uh, you know, uh, I know it is New Year's, so we'll see. But um, but yeah, uh, man, appreciate you coming through as always, man. Always, man, always for sure. Y'all family. Yep. So um. Yeah, we still need to to do like a full NBA show at some point, but maybe when things settle down, we can do, do a deep dive in, into that because um, we got to pick our MVPs, rookie of the year, culture of the year, stuff like that, um, and our projections. So, um, early enough, we can do it. Yeah, 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 and and teams are not even look like they fully formed yet, so we still got got some time. But um, but yeah, we'll do it. We'll get that out there uh, to you guys. But um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us. We'll catch you guys next time. We out. Peace. All right, peace. Thanks for the super chat. Happy yes. New Year too. Yep. <laughs>